retro brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is my brother, Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? I, it's it's kind of scary how fast a week goes. I can't tell if uh, my, my audio here is... is Chat, you guys kinda, can hear me, right? You guys can hear me? Kind of Kind of weird. What's kind of that? weird how fast it goes. What, what's how that? How fast the week goes. Oh, the weeks, the weeks like just fly by, right? Fly, fly by. Yes, you can hear me. All right, cool. Uh, my meters say yes, but for some reason I couldn't hear my in my headset. For some reason, I fixed it. <clears throat> so we did a podcast last week after our podcast, right? We we were on Guardian Downcast. Uh, Todd the Gator, who's a a, a friend. And a fan of the show, uh, he brought us onto the podcast, his podcast. That was I've been on six times. Sarge's been on three times total. Um, so if you guys missed that, I put it in our Discord. It's in underneath the announcement section. It's called Guardian Downcast. Go check it out. Go give a like. He does a really good job with the podcast. There's a show. Uh, he interviews us in the beginning. Then they talk about Destiny, like the center, like like about forty minutes in, and then they talk more about and we talk about the industry, about film and whatnot. So make sure you go go check that out. It's uh it's it's a really good podcast. All right, on today's show, Sarge, we're going to be talking about uh, Starfield rumors. We're going to be talking about Dungeons and Dragons debacle that's been going on for the last couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about Grand Theft Auto. We're going to be talking about uh. Phil Spencer uh, says three four three is critical to Halo's future, and then the very next thing is they're changing things, and three four three is not part of it, and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. So we're gonna talk about Halo and and the, and the future of Halo. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, Skull and Bones, and that nobody wants to play it. We're gonna talk about that. Uh, we're gonna play or talk about EA. Uh, EA in general, we're talking about Respawn. Respawn made a bunch of announcements this week. They talked about delaying Jedi Survivor. They talked about canceling a couple other games. Uh, so we'll we'll get into all that as well. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, former EA employees, DICE employees, that left, hence why Battlefront's been in such a bad state. Battlefield. Uh, Battlefield. Well, Battlefront 2 isn't. Well, let's be honest. It was it was in bad shape at the beginning. But Battlefield, you are correct. Battlefield 2042. They went off to make their own uh, studio, and we'll tell you what that is. Uh, we're going to talk about EA also confirming making another Lord of the Rings game, which is not the Gollum game. Uh, we're going to talk about the... There's an article that uh, I, I brought up earlier this week, but we're going to talk about it uh, a, a little bit more here. Xbox Game Pass business model doesn't seem to work while Nintendo Switch Online does. The DFC Intelligence has an article, and they tell you why one works and one doesn't. They say it's not sustainable, so we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about Netflix. Speaking about unsustainable stuff, we're going to be talking about Netflix uh, and what the debacle of that is. Uh, we're going to be talking about how they're changing the Netflix plans and how I'm not going to be a Netflix person anymore. Uh Big news for Microsoft because of what happened to Meta slash Facebook. 
FTC went after Meta for uh, buying a company up to be the number one part of the VR realm, and the FTC lost to them, which is big news because what does it mean for Microsoft in the future? We'll talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about God of War Ragnarok, how many sales that it get uh, in the last three months. We're going to talk about Redfall. They made a couple of problems here with Redfall, in my opinion. We're going to bring up those problems to you you guys. Uh, a guy created uh, a Mando game uh, in Unreal Engine 5. And we're going to show you briefly, briefly one person, what he created in this and what potentially could, you know, ideas of what Star Wars games could be like. Uh, we're going to talk about Grand Theft Auto a little bit. We're going to talk about Hogwarts, uh, the, the release schedule of it and the good and the bad about it. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, and there was one other thing we wanted to talk about. What was that? What was that last thing we wanted to talk about, Sarge? Uh, that it? game before. Oh, the game before. That's right. The game before. No, it's the the day before. The day before came out with their ten minute long, uh, game trailer or gameplay. And boy, get a nice. hot get a hot tea ready because it's gonna put you to sleep. When I when I when I when I when I heard about it, all I kept thinking about is that that meme of the guy clicking his tongue and going, nice. <laughs> The like, British guy, yeah, I don't, is that, that's a meme, right? I, yeah, I don't know is, where that's it, it from, yeah. But I love, I love that meme with yeah. the guy clicking his tongue and then saying "nice." I love it's that. Guy. So it's so ridiculous what the, what this game is or isn't. I, I don't even know what it is. I don't think anyone knows what it is. Uh, but all that on today's Generation X Gaming a weekly podcast goes over a few <clears> of the top stories from the past week. And we rant along the way. We're here live Thursday nights, eight p.m. Eastern, right here on YouTube on Thirty NSG. Uh, you can listen to us after the fact over here on YouTube. Uh, you can also, I'm slowly catching up, uh, putting stuff together for the audio versions. I promise you, by the end of this month, all the episodes will be updated and up to the point where we are. So you can listen to the audio versions of the podcast over on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and anywhere else you can listen to a podcast. Uh, yeah. So first thing up, Sarge, uh, what we've been playing. All right, Sarge. <clears throat> so another week, seven days down from last week. What have you been playing in this last week? Well, the the staple that's still in the rotation is still Division Two, so that that you know about. But the the other game in play now because I had a conversation with Brain from the chat, started picking up on Elder Scrolls again because the new one's about to come out in uh, you know a couple months. Or a few months and so i started playing elder scrolls again and then i said do i really want to play it and then someone mentioned there's two more companions to get so you can level those guys up and i kind of know what kind of armor sets i want to go for now so i started playing eso again i know i sound like i'm not really interested in it but at the same time it's like there's nothing else really going on and i don't jump into the pool of hogwarts just yet i'm gonna wait to see what happens and so what will end up happening is if if Hogwarts is really good, then I'll probably stop playing Elder Scrolls to play Hogwarts. But if, if it's just an okay game, not really a whole big deal, then I'll probably continue to play ESO. And then a sprinkling of Neverwinter, which Neverwinter. Which which I, I don't I don't remember why. Wait a minute. How are you going to play Elder Scrolls online and Neverwinter? Yeah. 
yeah yeah at the I, same I think, time I, I think what happened was is i kept thinking about the D and D, the the D and D story about what's happening what's going on with D and D, and so i kept thinking about D and D games and then i was looking at, i was looking at Baldur's gate one and two on uh on game pass and then i looked i looked through my i looked through my games and on my other hard drive that i have next to my xbox the backup hard drive i found neverwinter and i'm like did i even play this and so then I logged on. I can't believe it worked. First of all, I logged on, and it said the last time I played it was there was a one. There was a one was, in front of the was 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 October of 2018. Yeah, no, mine's mine's yeah. mine's probably more than that. I think I played the last time I played Neverwinter or tried Neverwinter. I was still living in my old house, my my apartment, and yeah. I think my it's got to be eight years. I, I don't even think my son was born yet before before I played it. But the scary, the scary part was is the character I played with back then was level twenty, which I think is max, and I don't remember playing. No, it like, can't, that's not max, is it? Well, it's level twenty. I, I, I don't see anybody else running around above twenty unless that's I have to because go to no one's zone. playing the game, Sarge. Oh, is that it? Was it what it is? I have no idea. I don't know. But like, le- I was like level twenty. I'm like, I don't even remember playing the game. Like. Was I in just some kind of like complete and total brain cloud in 2018? Yeah, you were in I Destiny. Played, I, I, I played 20 levels of Neverwinter yeah, and I, don't remember. I, I could tell you, Sarge. That's where, uh, let's see, it was Destiny year. It was Destiny two, probably like year one, right? right? Two years after? No, yeah, it was like that's 2018, man. That's there had to be a time where like expansions was were coming lull. out, and there was a lull, and you're like, I, I don't want to play this, and you you got out of the out of those out of the, the your blurred vision you're like oh there's other games out there and then you started playing neverwinter and then all of a sudden they dropped the dlc and in De- destiny you went right back to destiny that's 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 what happened just weird what's the max level chat anyone know what the uh, max I, level is for for neverwinter right now i don't i don't think anyone knows i don't think anyone cares i'm gonna be honest with you that game is probably not you, but i'm when, sure when someone you, knows the you, answer it's 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 almost like it's like is this a real game it's like it looks i would look cool. it up dated already but i have a lot of tabs open if i open up one more tab it'll probably blow up my computer well well, by the way when you were playing when you're playing battlefield and this morning yeah uh, i was watching you for a little bit and i can only watch you for about 20 minutes and then i looked at the game and i'm like this is just hot garbage (laughs) right here here's here's a couple things i noticed while you were playing okay okay right besides the fact that the hitboxes are the, the hitboxes are still Pro, a little, little prob, dodgy. Prob, little problematic, dodgy. problematic at best. Okay, but what I did notice is you took cover behind a wall, a concrete wall. Mm-hmm. A grenade was thrown. Yep, and it didn't make it over the wall. It landed on the other side of the wall. And so I took, took there's a con- there's a concrete wall between you. Yep, and you and you backed up, and you backed up, and even though you backed up, when the grenade went off, you took the damage you would have taken yep. if you were that far away from the grenade, and the grenade was directly in front of you. Yeah. Which means damage goes through walls. Yeah, and and if you notice, a lot of the stuff doesn't get blown up. Like, like not everything's fully destructible. Whatever. Yeah, I, I, I'm past that point. But just, I said it in chat, and and I'll say it now. Like the purpose, the actual game loop, of Battlefield originally was that you played the game with the starting guns which were decent, but you realize right away that they suck. But everybody has the same guns, right? Yeah. And so when you killed enough people with that gun, another gun unlocks. 
and then you switch to that gun and then you learn that gun and then it splits again and you unlock another like that's the point you use a gun learn the gun to unlock another gun then to learn that gun and then you got the attachments the point of getting KD ratio high was you leveled up quicker because you unlocked more guns quicker. That was the whole point of the game. Right. I watched you play for 20 minutes, and it's just guys running around with guns. That's all it is. Yep. Guys just running around with well, guns. Well, let me let me let me let me brill you in a little bit, real fast. Uh Krebsy answered the question is 20 on the base, 40 with DLC for, for Neverwinter. Yeah. Uh number two, Ric Flair. Woo! Uh your question. Take that same question and put it into our question answer. We'll answer that question for you uh, later in the show. All right. Um, and then answer Sarge's question now. If you play with a group of people, this morning I was playing. I was literally playing by myself. Right. I wasn't even trying to trying to so, hang out with the people. Fun. Yeah. No, I wasn't even trying to hang out with the people. I was just playing and just going around, which is unfair because I wanted to play this. I wanted to see more of the class base. They just put the class base uh, back into the game, which. Wow. Which it is pretty impressive, Sarge, because where wow. the game was and where it is now, I said today was the launch of actual Battlefield 2042. Like today was the day that Battlefield 2042 launched. And guess what? Here's the bad news, though. It still needs another 12 months to get. To... I saw you crash to the dashboard, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. You got killed. And after you got killed, you crashed to the dashboard. It's hot garbage, bro. It, but it's hot, it's hot garbage. It is. It is hot garbage. But at the same time, they actually made the changes, and now Battlefield is back to zero. But it still needs another year before it gets out because they they did fix the breakaway map. They put stuff in, so I think this is their fourth map they fixed or fifth map. They still need to fix three other maps before that before it's the the original maps that launched are good. They still haven't given us like brand brand new maps yet. Okay. But when you're playing with actual people, it feels like a better game. It does feel, it does feel like Battlefield again. Chaos, chaos on the screen, is not a substitute for cool Battlefield moments. It's just chaos. It's just a it's, bunch of people running around shooting whatever they have. It's not. It's not cohesive at all. It's basically COD. On a larger map. No, no. It, okay, it, that's what it is. It may be from, from the outside looking at it when you're looking at it, me playing, but that's not how it is. When you're actually with a group and you're working together, just like the old days, it feels sure. it feels exactly like a Battlefield game should. Yeah, but you, you have a class system, but everybody can use any weapon, right? No. Well, you could use every any weapon, but you can't use the class items anymore. Because uh -huh. they implemented the class system, like if you want to use the rocket launcher now, you have to be an engineer. If you want to be a medic, you have to use the the med pack. The medic, and you have to use the medic, right? So it's back to regular classes again. So not everyone's running around with a rocket launcher, uh, a med pack, and, a, and a, an assault rifle now, right? So there's you could pick whatever weapon you wanted your primary and secondary weapon, but your skills, your your um, your characters all have their own specialties to use. Then you have your your set class gear that you can equip so there's a set thing so now everyone's running around which i did notice a lot today because when i was down there wasn't 50 medics running around right trying to survive uh, raise you up but the people that were medics were actually doing their job and and this is the little things that i noticed when you were playing battlefield now with classes because now the people that an actual medic is actually the medics going to come and come and get you before people were medics to save themselves 
You see what I'm saying? Now they're medics to be to to actually be a medic. You're actually yeah, a support I, guy to be a support guy to. Uh, I actually saw someone repairing a vehicle today, which I never saw. Right? They just ride the vehicle till it dies. Two people actually got out and started repairing the vehicle. I was like, wow, that's I haven't seen that in the two months I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can start to see the little changes that are happening because they I know it sounds stupid, but because they put the class system in it does. It pe- does sound stupid. People are starting to play the game like old Battlefield where you had the classes and you did your thing. I even saw this, Sarge. Tank rolled up on us this morning. Okay. Nobody was a nobody we got we got killed, but we spawned back in and people came back in with rocket launchers to, to take out the tank. Before you didn't have that. Right, you wouldn't have that. People were like, "Oh, uh, just... well, well, no, no, no." You didn't have that because the tank was dead before it got anywhere near you. Because everybody had a med pack and a rocket launcher. Spam city. That's all it was. Right. And, and by the, and by the way, uh, anytime I saw a vehicle in that game at all, a, a vehicle in that game is just like an infantry in that game. Yeah, it's like there's, a paper. It's, it's paper mache. There's, yeah. there's no difference between looking at a guy shoot at you or the APC shooting a gun or a tank shooting. There is zero fear of a vehicle rolling up on you in that game. It's the same. The only difference is, is you die in the vehicle as opposed to outside the vehicle. Right. That's the only difference. Yeah. It's hot garbage, bro. Also, I, the I, rocket I launcher. Play, I played two rounds of Hell That Loose after watching you to cleanse my soul of that nonsense. <laughs> rocket launcher, you need to hit someone three times and then like throw a grenade at them. Uh, but if you put three C4s on them, they're dead. Well, that's fine. Yeah. But why are you, why are you driving the tank where someone can throw a C4 on you? I'm why? Sorry. Why are you going gung ho with a tank? Well, the, I was in the middle of a desert. I ran up. I snuck up on a guy and put it behind him, and he jumped out as I pulled the thing. I was like, I was like, oh, and he got out and he killed me before I could switch to my gun. I don't know. They they're they're making good good strides to fix this game. Someone said it in, in chat earlier. I don't know if he uh, Leonidas Leonidas is here, right? He actually said you have to treat dice. Like they're a brand new studio, like an independent studio. And I, yeah. I said this morning, I was like, I disagree yeah. with that, but I yeah. totally understand. That. I get, I know, I yeah, get. I totally understand because every However, they lost ninety percent of all the developers that were working on Battlefield before this. Ninety percent. I wonder why. So, so from that, that's why you look at this and go, all right, well, now Battlefield's back to what Battlefield should be, and now no, no need- that's incorrect. No, all you did was make Battlefield. How Battlefield was supposed to that's be designed back. Yeah, that's what I'm you saying. Didn't, you didn't you didn't make the Battlefield into Battlefield yet. No, no, no. All you did was they put it, one of the blocks they, back in the house. They got it back. Okay? To that's where, all you yeah, did. They're, they're still that's 12 all months you off. Did. They're still 12 months off. Bro. Which in my I am not giving credit to any more game companies who F up a game, okay, then try to fix the game a year and a half later, and the game is still broke a year and a half later, and then you want to carry a torch for these guys. To see if the game improves over the next two years. In two years, there'll be another game. Well, well I was just going to say that. So by the time they fix this game, it's been out for a year and a half or a year and four months. Hot garbage. It's going to take another 12 months to fix the game to get it to a good spot. Okay. And then it'll be six months later. They'll announce the next Battlefield game that, that'll come out in 2025. Right. Yeah. That, that's where it'll be. Uh, all, I, all I kept hearing was that they, they were going to make sure that they made this game like the old Battlefield. And uh, no, where's that? Where, wh- why did you take away your... Why'd you take away your little uh, emblem that has a trash can? How come he's gone? He's not, we need he, to, he's not gone. He's there. No, I don't see him. He's there. Yeah, I see Batman, oh. Swami, Hulk. I don't see the trash man. Where's that trash can? I don't, there. I, I don't see the trash can. I need the trash can. Oh. Yep. 
hot hot garbage. I'll get the, I'll get the trash can there. We, we need we need we need hot garbage. I'll, I'll fix back that. In, I'll fix that for you tonight, Sarge. I'll put I'll yeah. put the trash hot can back Hot garbage, up there. bro. Uh, listen, I, I'm not giving them five minutes of 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 praise. Yeah, you don't. Oh, I'm not get praising praise. them. I'm not you don't praising get, them. You don't get praise for bringing back something that's a staple of your game. No, I right? I, I understand that. I'm not, I'm not praising them in any way, shape, or care. form. I'm I'm just giving you that info. What it is, they actually made Battlefield at the starting point now of Battlefield. Now now it's like basically Battlefield 2042 right now is alpha of Battlefield 2042. You have the ball. You have the balls to release a game like that. Call it a a triple A title. The balls. The, the steel titanium balls of the management team that released that game in the state that it was in and call it an actual game. GTFO next story. Well, we'll, Out. we'll, we'll we're not even on stories yet. So we're on what we've been Out. playing. Uh, Paul, Out. We, we're going to talk about that a little bit later uh, in the show. The, the other game I've been playing, Sarge, I started playing last week after. Um, I don't think I played it before. We talked about Hi-Fi Rush last week because of the direct developer direct. But I started playing it, right? Let me tell you, this is a fun game, man. It's a it's a rhythm based game. It's it's hard. It's difficult. The 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 rhythm type stuff is 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 difficult. I'm having a blast playing it. I'm about five five and a half hours into the game. I'm gonna play it more this weekend. I, I might stream it and then give commentary as I as, as I play it. But I absolutely think this game is like like fantastic. The story is really good. The characters, the dialogue, the acting or the voice acting of it is is fantastic the actual gameplay itself of of fighting with this game is is really good let me let me bring up let me bring up an actual uh shot of it while while, while i'm talking about it because I, I have it on my channel um yeah i'm i'm really really liking this and uh so much so that there's there's people that are are i asked for a poll right i asked i asked for a poll of like who's who's playing this game and where are you playing this game at right like are you buying this game or are you playing it on Game Pass? And obviously, uh, the majority, like 80%, okay, Game Pass, right? Yeah, uh, Game Pass. But I really like the art style of this. I like the acting of this. Uh, like I said, the writing, the dialogue is really good in this. Uh, I know it's not going to be for everybody. Let me let me bring up uh, some some of the... It's, it's, a, it's a platformer, so there's like little puzzles that you have to figure out. And what's really cool about this... Everything in this game, and I'm playing. I'm playing with the stream uh, streamer mode on, so I'm not playing with the actual music they have in the game. It's they wrote original tunes for streamer mode, so you don't get you know you don't get hit. But everything in this game is on the beats. Everything. So those platforms like popping out is a dun dun dun. It's everything's on the beats, and it's and it's fantastic. I was trying something here, chat. Don't 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 judge me. Don't judge me. Yeah, but I absolutely love that everything in this game is on the beats. When you're fighting, it's on the beats. When you're doing the combos and you and you sync them up, it's more powerful and all the stuff that you're doing. It's a really, really fun game. Uh, and he's, he's constantly just doing the, the, the snap thing, and, and it's great. If you guys are not playing this, if you if you're on Xbox and you have uh, and you have Game Pass and you haven't tried this game, try it out, man. It it, it is a blast to play. Once you start going, th- once you get past the tutorial. And you start going to the boss fights. Let me let me bring up this boss fight that I, I I was in. Okay. Like, just everything about the the guys are difficult, but they're not too difficult. They're hard, they're easy to figure out. Once you, they do this little specialty move. You'll see this ninja do a specialty move on me. He does this little 
uh, slice, and then he goes into this animated motion. It goes into a separate screen, and then these lightning bolts come in, and the lightning bolts are, are given to you in order of the beats. So it'll be, it'll be like, da, 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 right? So you have to block. You have to go, ba, 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 ba. And then you have a, a you, you parry, and then you attack, and you can do more, you can do more damage and stuff. It's it's done really, really well. Right? Obviously, if you're a person, we made Anything. fun of it last week. If you're a white person, you probably have no rhythm. Uh, you, you're, yeah. you're probably not going to like the game. Yeah, but but any anything that helps white people learn what a downbeat is 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 actually a good game. It's good for the world to teach to teach white people rhythm is an actual good thing. I, I think it's a it's a bonus. I know that sounds like a, a racist statement, but it's it's true on many levels. Right. And I think that I think that learning music is is beneficial for all. Yeah, the, the replay here he is. He, he's going into his little anime anime style here, right? And then he's got these little. You see the you see the the lightning bolts pop up, right? And you have to block. You have to block them. See, I wasn't blocking, and then I was blocking. Right? I died like three, four times. Right? I died three, four times. I think I failed this one. Yeah, I do fail this one. There's a lot of time left in that in that bar. Right? And I I, I like the difficulty. I think it's a it, I think it's a fantastic game, and I kind of want to talk more about how they did the the drop of this game, right? With all these delays that are happening, right? So before I get into that, is there anything else you've been playing, Sarge? Anything no, else you've been got playing? you got the report. All right. I I also play Power Watch Simulator, which I won't really talk about, but that's what it is. Let's let's get to the top stories and we'll we'll continue this into the next thing. All right. Uh, sorry. Was a little late coming back. Um, okay, so this game shadow drops in, right? This game shadow drops in, and I love it. There's no expectation about this game. There was nothing. We didn't know anything about it. Okay, there's stories later on, which I'm gonna push up in the in the thing, right? So they delayed Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor, okay, by six weeks, okay. And I don't really care that they delayed it by six weeks. Uh, I have a story. Go watch my video why I think they delayed it. You can go watch that. It's a separate video of why I think they delayed Jedi Survivor, right? So they delayed it. All these games get delayed. There's delay after delay after delay after delay. And when they finally come out, they're broke, buggy, unfinished. And you look at this. Uh, there's a video I watched. Sorry, I was going to send it to you. I forgot to send it to you. This guy puts all the games in the last, like, year or two that were just out. Oh, I want that. Tri- I want tri- that. Triple A. It's, it's yeah, really, I want that. really good. So... This game comes out of nowhere, out of nowhere, right? This has nothing to do with Xbox or Sony or anything. This is a game, and I, I love the way they delivered this game. They worked on this game for three to five years, okay? Three to five years they worked on this game, and they could have potentially delayed this game five times, and we wouldn't know. You know why? Because they didn't tell anything us about it, this game, right? They didn't, they didn't tell us it was in development. They didn't show us anything. They didn't, they didn't say it was coming out on this date and then, and then delay it. They just worked in the game behind the scenes, finished the game, put it out, and then all of a sudden, all these people are like, wow, this is actually a really good game. Imagine a game coming out finished, right? There's no microtransactions in this. There's nothing. It's a, it's a $30 game that you could purchase if you want to support the devs, even though they're part of Bethesda, okay, underneath the Bethesda brand, okay, and they're under Microsoft, or you could just play it on Game Pass, okay? 
Eighty-six percent said they're not. They're playing it on Game Pass. Okay. So, so what you're saying is, you allow the game to speak for itself, right? Instead of spending millions of dollars trying to promote a game that you know is broke, right. literally broke, and you still make the money back because it's broke. It's uh, sick thing, right? Yeah, the, the game speaks for itself. People, people bought this game because of what it looks like, and what what the, and then people are reviewing it, and now it's getting pretty good reviews and whatnot. It sits at like a seventy or eighty. I forget what it is, but it's a, it's a complete game. It's a complete game. They put it out. It is. And imagine a game that comes out that wasn't marketed for six months, telling you it's coming out on this date, and then it doesn't come out on that date because it gets delayed, and then it comes out and then it's broke. This game never announced came out and you, you play it and you're like man this is a really good game i think they should make more games released like this right because you have no predetermined judgment and i guess someone will be like well you could be out of the job then 30 because you wouldn't have anything no i would still be in the same job because i'll talk about the game once it launches instead of talking about it six months in advance that's right? correct like just like everybody did before right right game came out and, like, and, the, and the, that's converse, the conversation for the games used to happen after the game after the game so, yes. so when a game came out when a game came out in october everybody would be playing it and then everyone would be talking about yes. it and then people would make videos about the game you get this, and like, the longer the, the better the game was the longer the game would be out and then the more people would buy the game because more people were talking about the game instead we have the inverse we have people talking about a game 18 months before the game comes out right it's delayed six times nobody cares at that point and nobody wants to deal with it i i think I think this game is wonderful. I think if you choose not to play this game, you're missing out. You got to play this game. It's it's a completely different game than you've ever played before. I mean, sure, there's other rhythm games like Rock Band and 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 uh, Beat Saber and stuff like that. Sure, but this this is a completely different game. Um, and again, I'm enjoying. It. I'm only five and a half hours in. I know a lot of other people uh, are finished or, like, finished it and way farther into it. Uh, it's replayability is is back because you can get better by getting like S class or you know what I mean. Try to get uh -huh. better time. Speed run it. You can speed run through these things. I I can see a speed running uh a player base getting into this as well. Um, it, it's just good, man. It's just a good all around game, and I'm very impressed that uh you know they came out with this, and I I hope other games come out with this. I know other people are comparing like, what about if Starfield does this drop? Because we've been talking about it, but it's not a shadow drop. This is a shadow drop, meaning you knew nothing about this game right. at all. Starfield, you know everything about it. You know it's got 250,000 dialogue. You know it's got 1,000 planets. You've seen videos of it. You've seen... So... Oh, I saw videos of it already. Did you? Did you see videos of it? So, yeah, a lot of people are saying that, Water. Reminds you of a Jet Set Radio? Yeah. 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 Lots of people. Definitely a blast enjoying every step. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun it's a fun fun game. Um, and I know some people are just giving like hate on it because they 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 want because hate they have on no it. no because they have no rhythm. That's why. Well, it, it is difficult. It people is difficult. who have people who have no rhythm will have a hard time with that game. But once I, again, I have it rhythm. Teaches, it teaches rhythm. Yeah, no, I have rhythm, and I failed multiple multiple times on certain mm -hmm. like there's um there's like little puzzles you have to do, and then you have to go through the steps. It'll be like it'll be like why why x x y y and you have to like you have to keep going with it and if you fuck it up you have to just start you have to do it again so you, yeah. have, to, you have to just you're keep teaching, doing it over and teaching over rhythm. and over yeah yeah apparently somebody believes that there is a shortage of musicians and so they're trying to reteach <laughs> yeah. people yeah it's great it's great and I, i'm gonna play it again off stream because i want to hear the soundtracks that they actually put in the game i don't know what the soundtracks are they, they have original scores that they did and then they have 
licensed music that they have in the game as well. So I'm sure it's a better I'm sure it's a better feel when you're you know fighting a boss with nine inch nails or something. You know what I mean? I think it, I think it'd be cool to cross promote something and have a game be like another game, like you have the controls of of this game be the controls for like the next Grand Theft Auto. People would have a conniption. Oh God, yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no one be able to drive or walk or anything because everyone have to be on the rhythm. Yeah. Here's the next story we're gonna go to. We're gonna talk about. Starfield rumor, okay, warns game is in rough shape, okay. Now this comes from Comic Book Gaming. It says the uh, the recess era who uh, user who goes by Horns shared information about the uh, supposed state of Starfield and posted the forums where users discussed the joint showcase of Xbox Game Studio and Bethesda Softworks from earlier this week. Horns said that earlier on the reset era thread that Tango Gameworks was planning on putting out something unplayable on Wednesday. Right, so this this guy leaked basically what the developers was. He's been right in the past, uh, and he says so. Microsoft lost tons and tons of money on Azura this uh, this fiscal year. Horn said they're also asking a division to blunt the loss. One thing Microsoft was floated by for Xbox was releasing Starfield before the fiscal year, aka June 2023. Redfall is coming first and is rough shape still, and probably uh, should use more quality control, but it's also still better shape than Starfield. Bethesda wants more time for Starfield, and if they get their way, Starfield will come out in the fall of 2023. And if Microsoft gets their way, it comes out in the in the fiscal year. Or Starfield comes out June. Ex- expect it to be in rough shape. Okay, so that's that's the rumor. Okay, and I think I think that's a a pretty good status. I mean, we we figured. I, I mean, I looked at Redfall. And I said it last week. I said I was kind of turned off by Redfall after watching the trailer. I said it, something feels off about it. And this guy says that Redfall is still in rough shape. It needs more quality control. And it does. It looks like it, 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 there's something off about it, right? I'm not blinded by, oh, the graphics look fantastic. I can't wait to kill vampires. Right? I look at it and go, something's off about it. And I, it just doesn't sit right with me. So I'm waiting to see more information about it. Starfield, I know it sounds weird, but Oblivion... Morwin, Skyrim, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, they all came out buggy, and they were called Bugthesda, right? That's I mean, th- this was a, a running joke for years. That, oh, but it's just Bethesda and their charm, little charmy, you know, right? They make wonderful RPG games. There's no doubt about that, right? But you can't deny that they come out with buggy games. They just always come out with buggy games. That's, but that's why there's a mod base for it because people love to fix sure. their game, right? So, obviously, if you think Starfield's going to come out and it's going to be like, like the, chef, chef, yeah, the chef's, chef's kiss, kiss, no way. There's no way you're delusional, delusional that that's going to happen. Well, it's even even more so now though because there, once once you remove the pressure, once you remove the pressure of the release, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how this game comes out. Right. Like the way that 76 came out and the debacle around 76 should give you a clue of what this is. Because it's not like anything has been radically changed for the better. It's just what it is or around about what it is. Right. Between the game coming out, the, I'm talking about 76. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The game coming out broke. The 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 laughing stock of the pre-order sales, the helmet missed the helmet problem, all all the things that kept stacking up on that game not being ready, and they used the battle pass and the uh, live service model 
as the ability for you to wait for the game to be fixed and be given more content as the buffer. Well, right. This game, right, is a game in itself is supposed to be like the next Skyrim, like but in space, you know, like that kind yeah, of level. Yeah. Right. And I don't think they're anywhere close to being ready for what people believe that game to be. Uh, well, you got to remember, remember the stories way back when now we're talking before 76 came out. We're talking four or five years. That's right. This show was on four or five years ago. We're in season nine. OK, when they were saying rumors were that that Todd Howard, the only reason they made Fallout 76 was because they couldn't get enough employees. They the Zenimax wouldn't let them hire anybody. So they hi they they came up with Fallout 76 to hire a bunch of developers and then took them off of Fallout 76 to make Starfield. Okay. Hence well, that, why that, hence, that makes sense. Yes. Hence why Fallout 76 was such in bad shape when it came out because they came on the project for Fallout 76, but then they took them off so they could work on Fall uh, Starfield. Okay. What does that say about management? Well, it, it says that upper upper management doesn't know what they're doing. And Todd Howard wanted to get more, more employees so, and they wouldn't let him. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. I just want to ask some brief questions about it. So are you saying that that when 76 was announced, they hired for 76, but then Bethesda said we need people to hire they for built, this other game that we're making. They built 76 in and, less and than they, 12 and, months. And they said no. Yes, they and built. And they said no. So instead of hiring people for the game that they want to make, they hire for the game for the game that they are currently making, but then just took the people off and put it on the other game that they wanted anyway. Does that make sense to you? Correct. Right. They built they built rumors. They built seventy six in less than twelve months. I believe that. Right. Because and they had all the pieces already. Correct. They just took mostly from Fallout Four, the That's the, correct. the the town building and all the other stuff or the assets and stuff. Right. And, and, they, had, and they had a they had a factor in the multiplayer aspect. They had to do the net code and stuff for the for the multiplayer. Right. So they were doing that, but they pulled off because he's like, I need people for Starfield. They're like, no, we're not going to give you for Starfield. He's like, all right, well, then uh, we're going to make uh, Fallout 76 over here. And he's like, OK. And then as they're making, it, they're like, hey, hey, Steve, I need you to come over to Starfield over on this side of the cubicles. OK, Just, it's, it yeah. sounds asinine. If the rumor, if, that, if that's if there's any truth to that rumor at all, it's, it sounds like as it sounds asinine. Real quick, Just, I, I have to I have to do this. I, I got to put the grain of salt because it's rumored. Take it, whatever, with a grain of salt. Yeah, whatever. Grain of salt. <laughs> Sounds... Take it with a grain of salt. So yeah, Starfield it, it... rumored. No, go ahead. If go you, ahead, Sarge. If you believe that Fallout seventy six was worked worked on longer than a year, then you got problems. That game showed exactly how long it was worked on. All right. From that, from one Bethesda story to the next. Now, Redfall. Redfall. I want to talk about Redfall. Redfall requires. Okay persistent online connection even in single player that to me is strike two strike one was how bad co-op is about when i play with you sarge i can't the, save, the save my the same yeah, method yeah, yeah I, my gear and my loot comes with me but my actual story whatever is it's sort of like doesn't doesn't respect your time right so that's that's strike one but you know why that is right i mean i, I don't my brain yeah, is you, off you, no you do if if the save method is the fact that if I play 20 hours and I come into your game, or excuse me, if I play 20 hours and you come into my game, you're still on hour one. You can't go where I'm going for the hour 20. They want that means they want everybody who plays the game to put the same amount of time in the well, game. Well, no, you can you can play like I, if I play in your game, I can play missions one through ten. 
But when but I go back to my game, I have That's to go correct. back and play one through ten again. That's what I'm saying. Right. They want everyone to play the same levels at the same. At, everyone has to but because how, how stupid is this? They, because they have to be able to sell you stuff along the way. Well. That's the, the way problem it goes. is if if you need an online connection for single player, why why am I losing my saves from across the from across the way? It's a good question, right? It's a good question. Well, because you need constant online, obviously you need to be online. Why why do you need to be online? Well, it's drop in drop out type of thing, right? Mm. Uh, if you just want to play single player, they want to they want to track you, want to see what you're doing. They want to, exactly right. Yep. They want to see how you're playing. They uh, want to see what how many hours using, how many yep. hours. They want to do all this. Is stuff. he is he struggling? Do we need to sell him a XP bonus? Is he right. is he is he using the wrong weapons? Do we need to sell him a better weapon? Like that that's the only reason why you have that kind of system in place. Like otherwise, just let him play the game. Yeah. Like what's the what's the big deal? So it says you'll need an internet connection to play Redfall and and linked Steam account even if you're playing by yourself. Okay. Uh, they say always online requirement has revealed that Redfall frequently asks questions, which states that persistent online connection is required for single player co op. That's about the ambiguous as it gets, because if you want to play, you have to connect and you'll have to also have to link your Steam to Xbox user ID or uh, order to play. Uh, it also might not seem like a, a big deal in this era of digital distribution and cloud gaming where it seems like everyone is constantly connected anyway. But some people still don't have so, uh, solid, reliable connections and someone who's occasionally in the, in the position that they can get to a you know, be frustrated. And frankly, it's absolutely infuriating to be uh, one of those people that can't play for a single player game because the internet has crapped out. There's a lot of people that literally go somewhere, download the games they need to download and then play the games right with the, with the digital type of stuff. Sure. But that percentage isn't big enough for them to worry about it because they've already decided, right? They've decided how big the market is with people who have an online connection. And then they're okay with the loss of the other people because it doesn't matter to them. To me, this is, this is a big thing for people that still want to buy physical copies. Okay. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of a game that can play online and also single player. One of the, one of the big selling points to me for Marvel's Avengers was that it was single player, meaning once that game gets shut down, which is soon and they stop Mm. and they stop uh, supporting the servers, which will probably be six months after it closes down. I can still play that game solo, okay? Yep. And that's a big selling point, and that's why I, I bought a physical copy of that game, okay? Not the yeah, digital copy of the game. But, but that's the way it should be. This whole this whole temporariness of, like, I buy a product, and then in three years when they believe the support is over, that I no longer get to play the game anymore. Like right. The, like, the, we, we've... We've indiscriminately decided that because I bought a bought a game, it's not because I bought the game anymore. Like the language is changing. Right. Like I I'm not I'm not purchasing the game. I'm I'm temporarily buying the license and the permission to play the game. Like I'm I'm not listening to that kind of verbiage. Well, right. You sold a product. I bought a product. I played the product. And then five years from now, if I still have the system that it works on and it's not blown up, I should still be able to play that product. Well, this comes to my next thing with Redfall, right? Where it's on Game Pass. And if you're a single player person and you're like, I'm going to buy it, I have Game Pass, but I don't want to buy it on Game Pass or play it on Game Pass. I'm going to buy this, the actual physical disc and so I can play it solo, you know, on my own time. There's there's less reason to buy a physical copy now because you always have to be online. OK, so it's even more pushing towards, well, it's always online. So you might as well just get it on Game Pass. Right. This is another right. thing. You just push it towards Game Pass, in my opinion. Right. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, I, I just feel like any way they can get you to not buy physical copies. If you're always to be online, there's no reason to buy a physical copy because if you don't have internet, 
Well, no because, the, because that license agreement that you keep saying yes to, that's 17 pages long, but you never read, that you keep clicking yes to, right? If I, if I had the disc and I click yes and I still have the disc, I can play it off the disc type of thing. But if it's a perpetually online game, I don't have a disc. That When I say yes to that giant paragraph, I basically say yes to whatever it is they want to do. Right. They stop supporting the game. The game is no longer online. We don't have the servers for it. Play. So basically what you just have is a coaster. Like you, you, you basically have a disc, but really it's a coaster. Like that's, that's a completely plausible outcome because that 17 page agreement, you don't care. You just hit right. yes. Uh, Jesse Mack, there's no strike three yet for me, right? Strike two is the, is, is the single player connection thing. And the strike three would be like the, the gameplay looks kind of wonky and I'm still waiting to see what that is. If that comes out and it's wonky, that's strike three. I'll, I mean, I'll play it. I'll give it a couple hours to see how I like it if it if it it, it, it clicks. But right now, it's just it looks off to me. So, uh, the third story, Sarge, that I want to talk about is Dungeons and Dragons: Wizards of the Coast backs down and they won't deauthorize the original OGL. Now, can you tell us a little bit about this? Because I know you've been following this story much more closely than myself. So. Well, the, the good news is is that because of the outcry and because of what Paizo is doing with their own gaming license, they they basically didn't have like they didn't really have what they really wanted to have on the OGL 2.0, as they called it, because the one that they gave out initially that caused all the problems was actually the license. That was what they wanted. And because they lied about it and they said, no, 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 it's a draft. But meanwhile, companies that they sent the draft to, they signed it, which means it's a valid document. You can't say it's a draft if people are signing a contract on it, right? Right. So what ended up happening was they decided to back down and try to do like a 180 and say, okay, not only are we not going to change it, but we're going to put the actually core mechanics of the original game into the SRD which is like the original document of the game. And it puts it in open source, basically. So what that means is anybody can use any of the information, including monsters and magic, forever in perpetuity. Now, it sounds great because it sounds like you won. But what it really is, is they still want to put the clause in there that they can change it whenever they want. So the end result of them backtracking was that Paizo... Which is the which is the manufacturer of Pathfinder, which originally was a company who worked for D and D, but they split off to make their own, you know, many years ago. Right, All right. And so what ended up happening was is Paizo decided that they were going to make their own license, right? And they, it's kind of cute. They called their license the Orc, right? Which is the I I can't remember the uh, the actual acronym. It'll come to me in a minute. But anyway. Point being is it's their own gaming license. And so they said that don't worry about what D&D is doing because the guys who work at Paizos were the actual people who wrote the original OGL 20 years prior. So when the argument came out and D&D said, you know, it doesn't mean perpetuity, the guys who actually wrote it said, uh, no, yeah. When we wrote it back then, it meant in perpetuity, irrevocable, in perpetuity, meaning unchangeable. This is the way it is. Right. And so, because of that, right, this is the best part. Because of that, the amount of people that walked away from Dungeons and Dragons, right, 
is is absurd, right? They lost forty thousand subscriptions from uh, AD and D D and D Beyond, right? Which wasn't a big deal at first because it, I think it was like six dollars a month or ten dollars a month, but they were going to up it to thirty bucks a month, Woo. right? So forty thousand people just said we're done, right? And then Paizo's, <laughs> this is the best. Paizo's has you know they have stock of their books and their and their manuals and things like that. And so Paizo's had nine months of materials on store shelves and in warehouses until November, right? right. They, had their, they had their print run, and that was going to be it. Well, the leaked information came out, and it said that the, the rush on Paizo's' Pathfinder books and expansions was so massive that in two weeks, the entire population of D&D and those who play RPG tabletop role-playing games bought everything Paizo's had. <laughs> Nine months worth of material in two weeks, right? So right now, if you go online and you look, like you can't buy anything from the company because it's all been bought, right? Right, Everything, it's been bought out. So the next time they run a print run, they're like in an emergency print run, like, we need print, we get to print more books, right? So the next print doesn't come out until April probably like mid to late April before the next run of books comes out. So basically uh, Hasbro and D and D excuse for a better term, shit their pants. Right. Right. Because you have people just saying, well, if you don't want me to be your friend anymore, then I don't want to buy your products anymore. Right. And so that's basically what ends up happening right now. And so, and, and just because they back down doesn't mean Paizo stopped writing the license. They're they're They are now, in meetings with 1500 independent publishers in meetings for the for the next weeks sitting down hammering out the writing of what this license is going to be and when it's done they're going to let you know and be rest assured everybody who's anybody who lives in tabletop role playing game world okay is going to sign that license and it's going to wave bye bye to Hasbro Right, and they're just gonna they're just gonna knock that guy out of the. Right, out of the, out. and and here's the here's the sad part, and I I say sad loosely, is they found out that Hasbro was making I think it's fifteen or twenty percent of their annual revenue from Dungeons and Dragons, so basically you can just write off twenty percent of Hasbro's revenue, and so what's that do to stock prices? So we're about to see what happens that's, in that's, the next six months. That's yeah. like losing Game Pass for Microsoft right now. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly correct. Yep. Wow. Yep. It's it's actually if you if you, I know it's 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 part of nerddom. I understand that a lot of people don't care about it, but if you start reading about the beginnings of what happened with Paizos and how they split off, and it's it's a it's a run of the same story just spread out over decades. Right? You didn't give a shit when you were fifteen. And then maybe you heard about it when you were 25 and I'm married with kids at 35. But meanwhile, you, you, you know of it because you grew up with it. Right. Right. And so the, the, the thing, the, the takeaway from this is the people that are in charge currently of Hasbro right now, the ones who are in charge are the same people who ran Philip Morris back in the eighties. And I'm, and if those of you who are too young to know who Philip Morris is, Philip Morris basically is the cigarette people. The cigarette people who sold cigarettes to millions, millions and millions of children and and fought lawsuits after lawsuits about how to squeeze more money out of, out of the public. And so these people are in charge of D&D. &D. So basically what you're saying is if you 
if you support D and D at this point, you're supporting the same people that tried to that, that kill, tried to poison kill your you parents, when, yeah, yeah. killed your parents and cousins when you were younger. Like, <laughs> but it's not it's not a it's not a good thing. And listen, I, once again, I I know the, the the little seesaw battle that we have to have in reality, where a company is a company, and and the company's job is to make money. But if the company's job to make money is at the cost of everyone and everything around them for for the for the belief on pure profit, you, you step away. If right. you have any kind of scruples or morals, you step away. It's a good story. If you want to read about it, you guys should look up the information about it. It's actually very telling. It's a it's twenty years in the making because the original license came out twenty something years ago. It's actually it's actually good information. It, it, it's it's part of culture and it's part of the nerd one the the nerd dumb excuse me. Nerd dumb. Yeah. Nerd dumb. Yeah. Uh, dom. D O M. Not dumb. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, don't. Don't. Don't get me. Uh, don't get me started. Um, but look, it, it's it's basically cutting out the leg out of Hasbro. You know, because Hasbro was known for like these big IPs, right? And now no Hasbro didn't buy. Excuse me. Hasbro didn't invent D and D. D and D was invented by Gary Gary Gagax back in like 1973, 74. But they bought them years ago, and so it was just another prop up of like this big IP. And so if you think about Hasbro, you, if you're if you're old enough to remember Hasbro's big thing, you know, the big ones was Transformers and G.I. Joe. And of course, My Little Pony for the girls and a couple other things for the girls. I forget the other ones are Rainbow Bright and something else like these, these huge toy things. And now after the, the collapse of toys, the collapse of Toys R Us, the collapse of all that, that of the culture for kids. And it's all this the nonsense stuff now. That that's what they're that's what they're resting on, and now a big chunk of their revenue is now gone. Right. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens over the next six months. All right. Well, from the Dungeons and Dragons to the next topic we have, which is is uh, Xbox head Phil Spencer says three four three industries is critically important to Halo moving forward. Uh, and down in this article, it says <clears throat> with a wide range uh, interview with. Uh, ranging interview with IGN discussing the changes of Microsoft and Xbox, the company plans moving forward following the recent layoffs. Xbox Phil Spencer reaffirmed the importance of 343 Industries to Halo franchise. Putting his view on the matter is, he says, there's no uncertain terms. Spencer stated that Halo, quote, Halo will remain critically important okay, to the Xbox uh, doing and 343 critically important to the success of Halo. When we ask about the rumors of support studios being brought in to help developer uh, for the future of Halo titles, Spencer stated that while support studios may be involved, the heart and soul of Halo is 343. Despite the words of praise Xbox Phil Spencer has said to the studio overseeing that Halo franchise over the last 15 years, some former 343 industry employees have painted less than a rosy picture of working relationships between the two companies in recent days. A series of Twitter posts following the layoffs, 343 several former Halo Infinite developers criticizing Microsoft for both the layoffs and reportedly providing ineffective leadership during uh, uh, shooters' uh, belingering development time. While the also developers are no longer with 343, the statement indicates that there might have been more fic uh, friction between the developer and Microsoft than gamers were aware of. So going from that, and it says the tie-in story here is Halo Infinite survey suggests that Xbox may be moving on. Okay, so this, I got one of these, right? I got one of these in my email as far as the, the survey, okay, which I, I started laughing because I literally just saw the interview with Phil Spencer from IGN. And then the next morning I wake up and I have a survey, okay? So the survey says in a new Twitter post from Gaming News, uh, Mr. Mr. Rebs uh, shared a several screenshots of a, a survey question 
that were sent out to some members of the Microsoft Xbox research program in which they designed to provide a mega publisher with direct feedback from players to help shape the future of gaming. Now, wasting no time getting straight to the point, the first question asks gamers, are you done playing Halo Infinite? Subsequential questions ask from the feedback of what the game modes uh, they were to see the added to Halo Infinite, as well as several questions seemingly designed gauge gamers trust in developer 343 Industries. Continue the ability to carry on the franchise. Some gamers' faith as a developer had warned, uh, wavered before uh, the recent layoffs following the departure of Halo Infinite's multiplayer creative director. Right, so people were already abandoning ship with this, and then we heard about the layoffs. Then we heard about the everything else, and then the survey comes out. It says some users responding to the post were taken back by the tone of the question posted in the survey, with one comment stating that it was actually insane how Xbox Microsoft failed to take any responsibility. Other responses questioned the timing and the usefulness of the survey following Phil Spencer's recent statements regarding 343's future with the franchise, which reaffirmed the developer's involvement with Halo titles. Right? So it, it's so weird. He's like, yeah, 343 is there. there I, and I love Phil, right? But I'm, I'm going to take a little stab here in the dark. He's He says whatever he needs to. No, he but, has to be diplomatic. No, I, exactly. But what I'm saying is he's he's the head of the thing, but it seems like someone's making some calls behind the scenes and he wasn't weary of it. You know what I mean? Like he would know if this survey is going out. You know what I'm saying? There's no way in hell he would come out in an interview and say 343 is straight up. They're part of the future of Halo. And then the thing going, are you done with Halo Infinite? Or is three four three like like what are you talking about? Like there's no way he had to rip someone a new a hole. Okay, <clears throat> after that interview and this pops up the next day. I don't. I I, I think that the focus of the conversation uh, should be more focused on the fact of that Microsoft was born out of Halo. Like the reason why you have a console in your house right now was because of Halo. This is the focus that you need to focus. This is what the focus of the conversation. So are, are, are what you're trying to tell me is, are you really saying that you're going to take the thing that brought you to market, the thing that made you a household name, household name, yeah, right? The thing that made you, and you're basically just going to throw it on the floor and just like be like, we're going to move on from this because, because you couldn't take care of it. Like you, you didn't want to take care of the thing that made you what you were. And you were gonna just throw it like to me. It sounds, it sounds like you have a group of people who have no concept of where they stand right now because of that title, right? And I'm not trying to be high and mighty here. Like that's this is a legitimate conversation. If it had not been for Halo, there would be no Xbox, right? I wouldn't have an Xbox in my house right now. I'd right. probably have a PlayStation. Like Microsoft would have been the Dreamcast, and that would have been it. Yeah, right? I agree. But what they cultivated. All right, and they refined and they made something that the fans loved and looked forward to and were community around. Okay. And now you just say, no, nope, not a big deal. Not a big deal. And and it, to me, it sounds it sounds very shallow and it sounds like everyone wants to point the finger, but the person who's in charge of Halo is Microsoft, not 343. 343 is some guy that you put in charge right. of to make a Halo game. And after 10 years, you should have realized that this team of people, not that they're not good, but let's be honest. If you are an artistic person, not autistic, artistic, and you believe in the art of games and the ideas of people in a room discussing what they should do and come out with something cool and, and you follow through with a free-flowing thought process of what game we should make, 
If you take a group of people who are like that and you give them an IP who they had nothing to do with at all and say, this is our baby, make sure you take care of it and like go go forth and like do stuff with this IP and they're not passionate about it like Bungie was, then this is exactly what you get. Right. This is exactly what you get. The conversation should have been had after Halo 4, right? A, a major conversation should have been had and says, we do not treat this like a dog in the woods okay we don't treat this like just some pos right. this, this piece of is, product this is right? the franchise right this is yeah. the franchise this is what we work on and if we're going to spend any money at all right to keep our to keep our, our community sound and believe in what we're doing this is the game that we rally around and nobody cared right that's the issue right i think that the old guard is gone i think that everyone involved in what xbox was is gone and you have a different group of people with a different set of circumstances and ideologies about what they want games to be, right? And that's why you have all these other developers breaking away and making up their own studios, right? Because if, listen, um, imagine, imagine that across any other brand, okay? Any other brand to treat their to treat that their initial product that way. Yeah, imagine Nintendo going, <clears throat> yeah, you know what? We're done with Mario. Yeah, just shoot him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> just shoot uh, Mario. Don't worry in the about head. Mario. Don't worry about it. Right. Real quick, Krebsy. Uh, look, as the president or the CEO, okay, of of the company, he better damn well know everything that's going on with thirty two studios. Okay, he and, if, something. And, and if he doesn't, he better put people in charge that he trusts right below him to whisper in his ear when he's walking from his office to the bathroom, going, "Hey, uh, this is a problem inside the studio." All right, I'll be right there. Like. There has to be upper management that knows what's going on, okay? There's no way you can get Phil Spencer not – he said – he even admitted in the interview he's responsible. He should be knowing what's going on with the companies. And then the next day this this survey goes out, which is just mind-boggling to me because he would not have said what he said if he knew this was coming out, okay? So somebody somebody dropped the ball uh, on that on that whole thing i mean do you do you think you would need to actually put out a poll to ask people if you're done with halo listen to the tone of the question yeah yeah <laughs> right listen listen to the tone what does it say on your on your email what, what, what how, how how does the question I read deleted mine uh here it says here it says are you it says are you done that's what it says are you done playing halo infinite yeah, that's not a management guy Okay. That's not a marketing. That's not a marketing guy saying that. That's not. That sounds like just some guy who threw a, who threw a I, poll. Up I think three four three industries is listening and making changes to Halo Infinite based on community feedback. Right. Listen, the 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 tone of that question is incorrect. I don't think it was written by a marketing person. Let's I, put it that I way. can trust release dates and roadmaps for upcoming Halo Infinite content for three four three industries share in the community. Right. Like. Please indicate how much you agree or disagree with the statement below. I think 343 Industries is doing a good job communicating with the community. No. <laughs> I, no. It's, it's, it's just weird to me that this is – it, it's tone deaf. It's tone deaf. It, it's – listen, it, this is a running gag now with a lot of IPs, and I, I don't think I, – I think, I think what might be the issue is because it's old world, because it was from the, from the golden age of gaming – they can't figure a way to turn it into the live service that they want because the expectations of what Halo is is nothing to do with live service. 
Halo was the quintessential first-person shooter of its day, right? It was always talked about in the first-person shooter community. It was a top-end game. And then slowly but surely, it kept falling and falling, and now it's irrelevant. Like, right. it doesn't even, you don't even talk about it anymore. I think it's, it, my, my, my belief now is they, they, they don't want the IP to go away completely, but they're treating it just like they're treating Star Wars, in which cases they want the old people who played it to go away, Right, and they want to rebrand it as something else that they can monetize and do live services for because the the core of what Halo is is not live service. Right, it's not. It's just not. Here's another. I mean, you can you can say it is because you you see the world of Halo and the universe of Halo, and you know that it has a possibility of maybe doing that. But the the release schedule and what it would take to make that game into like what Bungie's done with Destiny, not going to happen. Right. Right, because it, to, first of all, comparing the two, right? Let's just say for just for shits and giggles, let's say Bungie still had Halo, right? B Bungie would have made Halo into what Destiny is, yeah. The same, the same template, right? And they would have struggled just as bad to make it work because it was cutting ground, right? When it first came out, right? You have a team of people who are not passionate trying to copy what Bungie is doing with Destiny and into the Halo universe. And you see that it's difficult, right? It's difficult, especially when you're not passionate about your project because it's not yours, right? right. There's no passion there. You're you're there, but you're like you're you're doing a job. Well, even though you're it's doing a job. even though it's Microsoft, even though it's Master Chief, even though it's Halo, you're still trying to make something that a company that no longer is there that made the original. You're trying to you're trying to compete with theirs, right? It's and it's an uphill battle. Yeah, but gaming is about fun and innovation and new ideas i think the only thing that they got out of it from the from the three other games that came out was the grapple hook which i thought was an interesting yeah interesting but... piece of equipment i know people got upset with the whole sprint thing because and this is the only reason the whole sprint thing got got uh all angry about because it changed the dynamic of multiplayer right right which is huge where, whereas be, whereas whereas before Whereas before, everybody was on the same level. It was all about skill. When you started putting that in, it started making the abilities to do what you could do in the game different for different people, right? And it wasn't equal footing, as they put it. So Jason Schreier also comes out and says, Microsoft 343 Industries will still make Halo games despite rumors on the contrary. But with the mass layoffs of 95 people, an engine pivot to Unreal and a focus only on multiplayer for the near future, 343 is hitting the reset button on new story, right? And, th and then we're talking about Halo now moves over to Unreal Engine. We, If you guys were watching our stream last night, okay, if you were watching last night when we were playing Division, uh, me and Sarge were talking just off the cuff, you know, afterwards or during, and we were talking about Destiny and how everyone always said, oh, well, Destiny would be better if it was an Unreal Engine, an Unreal Engine. And I said last night, I was like, people are going to always shift and blame stuff, right? Because if 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 Destiny switched to Unreal Engine and then Destiny was bad, it'd be like, they should have just they should have just stuck with their real engine, right? Or uh they're they're just learning this engine. They're, give them time, give them time. This is this is ten times full with three four three, right? There was rumors, okay, amidst of inside the instead of fixing. Okay, instead of fixing Halo Infinite, 
they started taking people and people developers were taking the Unreal Engine and trying to make their own thing, making their own things and pitching things to them to try to to say, hey, we'll we'll use the Unreal Engine type of thing, right? And I think that was the completely wrong move. Like everything that Microsoft's doing uh, from the rumor mill, anyway. Okay, not putting development time into the actual game, just taking the IP doesn't matter. It's not going to make or break it. You're hiring eighteen month uh, eighteen month workers, Con- so they just they just work, contract the workers. Work. They come in and out through the whole thing, right? They're buying other companies for seventy billion dollars instead of investing in the companies they already have to invest in because they don't. What does that say? To me, that says they don't trust or they don't really don't care. They just want as many people as possible and many as many companies as possible making stuff just so they can put it on Game Pass type of thing, right? And when they, once they get the Activision deal, they're just like, oh, all these games are going on Game Pass type of stuff, right? More games, first-party titles. And I don't think the Unreal Engine is going to save it. I think the Unreal Engine, in my opinion, is going to change the fundamental – the feel – of the gunplay, right? Sure. I guess they could take the Unreal Engine and it, it, it'll it'll be different, sure. But I think Halo, what it is, for what it was built on, what it's been over the years, th- they're moving away from what, what the identity of Halo is, right? I think this is a bad move. I, I saw a uh, fan-made Battle Royale earlier today uh, about Halo, okay? I, I think... Taking Halo and making it into a battle royale or making it into a large scale, whatever, is losing the fundamental value and identity of Halo. And that's not going to make it better. It's going to make it worse. And you're going to fragment the actual fan base, like you were just saying. You're you're getting rid of the old guard, and you're bringing and you're trying to you're trying to commit to this new guard, and trying to get them to pay for microtransactions or whatnot. And I just think that's fundamentally broke across the board. I don't know about you, Sarge. Well, we said it last week, but like just just from a brand standpoint, if if the if the game on the box of the unit that I'm selling is Halo, and now you took Halo off the Xbox Series X box and and Starfield's in its place, right? Like you 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 even even just doing that small thing says to me that you've basically removed the crown off of your IP and gave it to somebody else. Right. You would rather put a title that just came into the company as the box, the art on the box of the unit you're right. trying to sell so that promotes yet. your game, yeah, not but, not, yeah. but, not, but not your own game, right? That says a lot, okay, about brand loyalty. It just says, right? And, and you don't see the box. I, I haven't looked at the box recently. I don't know if it's in the States. I know it's in Japan. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll we'll see what happens. Microsoft wants to sell to the uh, the new young players. Sure, sure, always, but they're they're not really selling to the new young players because the new young players don't have jobs or money, and, and but their parents do, right? And and that's the problem. And that's that's the that's the differential of of what's happening. Younger people don't have the income to blow. You know, on the thing, but their mom and dad do because they've been working all these these years. So that, that's a whole different conversation uh, to to happen. But yeah, it's it's a shame. I think uh, Halo's going to have some growing pains here, uh, and, and I don't think it's going to get any. I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon. I don't think we see uh, something change here for a good five years, at least five years. Yeah, so we're, we're talking 20, I, 20, 28, 2029. Yeah, but, but at that point, listen, if you don't, there's no such thing as killing killing the your brand and then bringing it back from the dead. Like if you let Halo go, it's gone. 
Like just because you call something Halo doesn't make it Halo. Right. Like if if you don't right. care about it, then in five years it's gone. Right. You had eight years to do something. Eight years to do something. And all they did was argue. Are you telling me that's all they did for for eight years is argue about what you were going to do with Halo? It doesn't sound like a cohesive group. It doesn't sound like a group of people that want to make this game. It sounds like a bunch of guys who have a job to do and don't like the job. <clears throat> All right. <coughs> Excuse me. The next story. Next story. As, I, as my voice cracks. Um, the next story we have is Skull and Bones play testers aren't interested. Okay. Aren't interested. Oh, I so got, they can't get they can't get people to play test the game. I I got I got invited to the the play test. I said it last week or two weeks ago. Well, that's, that's definitely scraping the bottom of the barrel, right? bro. They're sending you an they invite. They sent me one. I said I read through the whole uh, NDA that I had to sign, and I went, "No, sir." In, in the in the contract in line like seventy nine or whatever it was, it said that I could not speak of this for three years, and I went, "No, nope. three years, three years." Yeah. Right. That that's what I, and now most people don't even read this stuff, right? But that's why I didn't sign it. I was like, there's no way. I was like, there's no way. Okay. You sure it wasn't three months, bro? Sure three years. Three no, I read it. I, I showed it to my wife. I said, Was it in Spanish? No, it like I, three said, años, I go, this so says three... three years, doesn't it? Right? So so I was like, tres, no, tres no way. Años. Okay. So I said, I'm not playtesting it. And then I said this article and I'm like, I started laughing. I was like, Nobody wants to play this, right? Like, think about this. Like, look, look at these games. Six delays. Everyone's like, no, nobody wants to do this. This is this this whole game is bad news, folks. There, it's an obligation game for Singapore because they owe them money. It's been delayed six times, maybe seven. Okay, nobody play testers don't. They can't get people to play test their game, Sarge. You you know you know it's in bad shape when you can't get. You can't give your game away for free, okay? So this game comes out. It's a $70 game. They better put a survey out that says, will you pay $70 for this? They'll be like, no. They're like, great. PlayStation and Game Pass, because they ain't making their money back on this game. This this is sunk cost into this game has been so long and so much that there's no way in hell this this game makes its money back. Yeah, well, you, I, I would say probably they're about 700 in the hole, probably. 700 800 in the hole after this many years but what what was the studio that worked on it it's uh it's ubi it's ubi ubi. yeah it's ubisoft yeah yeah you got to figure you got to figure at least eight million eight million a year ten million a year it's it's so (laughs) it's so ridiculous according to interviews conducted the inside gaming and play testers who had access to skull and bones are not convinced by ubisoft's pirate game out of over 10 playtesters, only a couple were satisfied with the game. Out of, oh, out of over 10 playtesters. Woo! 10 playtesters. Okay, satisfied. Rest shared a feeling that Skull and Bones was nothing special. In a Twitter thread discussing these playtests, some players stated that they wouldn't take part in the future sessions, even though they were invited to give Skull and Bones another shot. Oh, that's why I got invited, Sarge. The original playtesters didn't want to play it, so they, they sent me invites. I think I think they the, are scraping the, the barrel. I think that the defining moment for me that I didn't care about the game anymore is when they showed the footage of the boat coming closer to land and then the tree shaking yeah, and, and then, little wood, <laughs> a little wood, little wood <laughs> popping out of the tree to, to say that you're harvesting wood for your ship, but you were still on the ship. 
I, like you, you once I saw that, I thought that this is pretty much it. I, I don't. I, don't I, I was way before anymore. that, Sarge. When I first saw the original, I gave it, I gave original, it, I gave it the benefit of the doubt. The original original trailer they show where it was just boat battles. I went, I was like, I don't, I don't want to play a boat so, battle so, game. So Black Flag, basically. Well, well, no, it was it was like like ships. So what, what's that one that you played for a little bit? Uh, Battle, battleships, but uh, what's oh, that? Uh, World of Warships, World of Warships, well, right? Yeah, but just but just pirate versions, but just pirate versions. And you had like five crew, like you would have a big boat and then smaller boats, and you're you're going around. I was like, no, I was like, I don't want that. And then they redid it, and then they came out with a different version, and then they redid that, and they came out with a different version. It's like, listen, holy they, Christ. They, they, listen, they would have made their money back if they had just made it a five versus five pirate boat battle. That's, for that's fun what it for, was. For, for shits and giggles, they probably would have made their money back, but they turned it into this other thing. Here's the thing. This whole game was supposed to be DLC for Black Flag. Then it turned into a standalone game of Skull and Bones, and then it turned into a game where it's called Skull and Bones because that's the infamous like group that was out there, like the infamy like you, you raise up in the Skull and Bones. Okay, Then they got rid of that, and now you're just making your own pirate to go up. You were supposed to be playing the crew of like these famous pirates in skull and bones. Okay. But they got rid of all that. They don't know what they're doing with this game. Right. So I much. Think, so I, even the test, I think, I, got like, a, I, think I got, no. yeah, I think, I think at some point in the development cycle, I think the game itself got away from them because the pivot that they wanted to do, and it wasn't a kind of pivot that was doable in the time frame allotted. Right. Right. They were trying to do something completely different with the game. And that turned into more delays and more delays. And I don't think the people that they had working on the game were skilled enough to do the kind of pivot that they were looking for because i think the it might have been because of the uh i guess the cycle of what was happening with gaming at that time like what they were looking to get out on the market and they didn't want to copy somebody else i think that that the game that the game that it was supposed to be was a 40 dollars game five versus five pirate battles would have been fine. People would have had fun with it, and it would have been done. But I think somewhere along the line, they took the wrong turn at Albuquerque, they, and they just went. They literally could have made it Medal of Honor, not Medal of Honor, um, um, for Honor, that 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 PvP game where you were like three versus three or whatever it was. Yep. yep. They could have just made that on the seas, and they would have been fine with it, right? It just uh, got away from. It, got it, away from it was supposed to come out when Sea of Thieves came out. For God's sakes! All right. Yeah, I got away from them. Next story. I I'm gonna kind of just give you brief brief info. Obviously, Jedi Survivor delayed by six weeks. They said six weeks. The reason they're doing it is because they're think, polishing think, it. Well, I'll tell you what. I well, I believe I hold on. I believe I believe it for a little bit though. Right. They say they're they're enhanced the performance. They're they're cha- they're they're fixing the stability, the polish, and importantly, the player's experience. Now, I trust. I I have a video, a standalone video of this. I trust respawned 100 they gave well, us a great game last time well they bailed out ea twice right they they right they saved them with jedi fallen order they saved them with apex legends okay i have no issue with respawn i have no issue with respawn delaying jedi survivor six weeks i just have more time playing hogwarts legacy right i'm okay with that okay i think that's i think that's why why what i i, I think that the delay was so that the 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 purchasing wouldn't happen between them and Hogwarts. I think they wanted to be away from Hogwarts and it gave them the excuse to pair it up with the Mandalorian. I, I think, well, I, I have a video of this. I'll give you a b- brief synopsis of it. I think that they had their date out first 
They didn't know what date they wanted to put it out. This is why they waited so long to tell us their date for Jedi Survivor. Lucasfilm calls the shots here. Not not EA. Lucasfilm, okay? The Lucas uh, group or whatever. Star Wars, Disney, they're like, uh, yeah, go ahead and put your date out. And they didn't tell Respawn that when they were putting Mando out. They're like, because Mando was supposed to come out last year at the end of the year. And then they pushed in. It was supposed to be the beginning of this year, which it still is, but it's not in January. It's in March now. Okay, so Mando comes out March 1st, and then this comes out afterwards. I said in my video, I think there's a story beat that happens, okay? Because Grogu in, in, in Mando, we know, was at the temple, at the Jedi Temple, and we know Cal Kessis was also at the Jedi Temple when Order 66 went off, okay? So there's a connecting point there, and I think there's going to be a flashback sequence or something that happens inside the show which is also going to happen inside the game and it's going to connect the two and it might link the show and the characters together for that for that thread okay and i think they wanted to put mando out they don't want you to play it along with mando they want you to watch the whole series first of mando week after week for six or seven weeks whatever many shows there are and then they want you to watch or play jedi survivor and then after jedi survivor a couple months later you're going to have ahsoka come out right so I think this is a whole big, you know, I said it's, it's a small cog in the giant corporation wheel, okay? They want you to think Star Wars for the rest of the year. Hence why they, they did Boba Fett, and then they did Obi-Wan, and then they, you know, they, they try to space them out long enough. So you're, to keep you in there. Keep you in there, keep you coming back, keep you in, 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 engaged with, with, the, with the content that they're there's doing. The, there's that across, word again. Across gaming, across. That's why I think they did Jedi Survivor. Sure. Does it sound good that they're performance and stable and polished and all this stuff? Sure. I'm sure well, they are making those 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 things. But six well, weeks six is not weeks, a really long time. No, no. Six weeks is no time to develop anything, but six weeks is definitely enough time to polish and test your game. That I believe. Six weeks is an amount is a good amount of time to test your game and make adjustments, but not to add more stuff to the game. Was am I getting it confused, Krebsy? Wasn't he in the training, or I'm thinking of Rebels? I'm thinking of Rebels and Kane, uh, or Cannon, uh, when he was training with his when that while well, he was in the training room, and he gets attacked. That's what I think I'm 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 saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm 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 confusing Rebels with Cal Kessis now. Right? See, this is how how I my brain works right now. I, I thought Cal was training in the room, so I stand corrected. Cal wasn't uh, at the Jedi Temple. I still think, I'll still believe that there's some sort of connection thread. It's not the temple, but there's some sort of connection between them, and we'll see. We'll, we'll know in April 28th. So, so, so as it stands now, uh, Hogwarts is next week, and Jedi Fallen Order is what, tax time? April 28th now. End of April. Yeah, end of April. Yeah, so six weeks for that. On top of that, Respawn has also uh, canceled Apex Legends Mobile is shutting down. Okay. Which which mobile is shutting down? Say that again? Apex I'm Legends sorry? Mobile. The mobile. Apex Legends Mobile, mobile yeah. shutting down. Yeah. So that's shutting down. Battlefield Mobile is shutting down. Okay. okay. And then on top of that, Oh, what happened here? EA, there's there's another one. It's a single player game that was supposed to take place in the uh, in the Titanfall universe. 
It's a single player game in the Titanfall universe that also got canceled. Okay. So this, this makes me wonder. Okay. Because Vince Sampella and stuff there, it seems like they're taking a lot of these, um, they're taking a lot of these developers off of these mobile games, right? Off of apex, off of battlefield, uh, off of the single player game to put towards other other ventures either in the future or to focus in on certain properties that they're they're working right now because in the pipeline there's still ea still working on a lord of the rings game now i don't know what studio is working on that let me see if i i can find uh you're not talking about golem right no it's not golem it's a lord of the rings uh separate game for some reason this link's not working again um yeah there's an ea yeah ea confirms that lord of the rings game is still in development after battlefield mobile and apex mobile get canceled lord of the rings heroes of middle earth remains in development so you're talking about it's a mobile game no i don't think it's a mobile well no i don't think it's a mobile game i think it's a full-fledged oh no it is it is electronic arts management has confirmed publisher upcoming lord of the rings mobile game heroes of middle earth remains in development yeah, so they're, they're trying to jump on the bandwagon of gotcha games. That's probably what that is. So, but they canceled Apex Legends. They canceled Battlefront. Okay, they canceled the single player, uh, actual single player game of the Titanfall universe type of thing. And now they're still working on Lord of the Rings mobile game. But I feel like they're taking them and maybe putting them more towards the battlefield, right? Because Respawn's working. That's that's Respawn working on both those games. Well. I guess they knew that Respawn bailed them out twice, so they, they wanted Respawn to do something for them, for the mobile market. It makes sense. But the, listen to the number of cancellations between this year and last year. How many games are just like outright just got the axe? Like 80% done, stopped. 50% done, stopped. Almost done with it, not releasing it. Like yeah. it's just a lot, man. Ubisoft a lot canceled of games. seven games in the last six months. Yeah, Ubisoft's in trouble, man. I'm not, I don't want to go back to that story again, but Ubisoft's in trouble. So, I, uh, well, more EA, more EA stuff, right? So we talked about Battlefield now. We talked about the a little bit earlier. Uh, the EA DICE crew that was on Battlefield, that left Battlefield to give what Battlefield is today, they left, right? And embarked on a studio, and the dev launched. It's called Wayfinder. This is not to be conv- confused with the game that's coming out called Wayfinder, but this is a studio called Wayfinder. It's a Swedish studio. Wayfinder Games announces formation featuring development talent from products including Star Wars Battlefront and more. So, uh, Wayfinder Games includes the Star Wars Battlefront team, creative director, amongst others, and a small but growing studio's ambitious plans for their first game and plans to make the game a sustainable and healthy fashion. Wayfinder's first game is uncertain to be a long way off, but it's certainly going to be worth a looking into. Now, the other people that used to work on the Battlefield games and the Battlefront or Battlefront games and the Battlefield games from Dice, they went on to go make that other game that's coming out soon, which is a uh, game show type of fully destructible environment. I forget what the what the name of it is, Chad. If you guys remember, I showed it a couple months ago. It should be called Running Man, but we'll see. <clears throat> but it's fully destructible. It's three teams of three fighting each other. Uh, and the buildings, everything's fully destructible. It looks, it looks fun. Um, I don't know what the name is called, but so you see, all the studios left EA and they went to go make their own studios. And one's almost done with their game, and one is now starting up their their next one. So in three years, three to five years, we'll see games from these from these guys and see what what happens there. Um, 
what else do we have here? The next story, Sarge, <clears throat> I kind of want to bring this up a little bit. It says Xbox Game Pass business model doesn't seem to work while Nintendo's Switch Online does, says DFC Intelligence. Now, the DFC Intelligence is a uh, a company that keeps track of all the video game, you know, numbers and, and, and whatnot. Okay, they're an independent source. And it says, according to the game industry market research firm, DFC Intelligence, Microsoft Xbox Game Pass doesn't appear to be a sustainable long-term business model. Okay, and this will link into the next story as well. But it says... That's what the research firm writes in a new article about the gaming subscription service from Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. Microsoft recently published a financial resu uh, results of quarter two, uh, fiscal year 2023. And But although Game Pass subscriptions have grown further, subscription numbers don't necessarily tell the entire story. The problem with Game Pass, according to the FDC, or DFC, is that the Microsoft is giving way too much content in order to generate its revenue. Meanwhile, although not... all. Not nearly as good as Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Plus, Nintendo appears to have found a sweet spot with Switch Online when it comes to offering decent value for customers. Quote, the problem with Game Pass is the business model does not appear to work. The research firm writes, comparing subscriber numbers is not necessarily fair because the services have significantly different price points or prices. However, it was clear is how well Nintendo subscription service works as an enhancement to the overall business model of selling hardware and software. In contrast, Game Pass appears to be trying to be its own end where Xbox hardware sales are not that important. Continues, it says, when, when one does the math, Game Pass is making probably three times the revenue Nintendo Switch's online currently generates and probably getting close to matchmaking PlayStation Plus revenue because of its price uh, priced higher. However, Microsoft is giving away a lot of the ge uh, generate that revenue and it does not appear to be sustainable in long-term business model. The article goes on to say that the last part of this, giving away a AAA first-party title content, is the kicker. Nintendo's online service includes extra content for Mario Kart 8 and Animal Crossing New Horizon. However, these titles respectively sold 48 million and 40 million copies of units at full retail price in order. Uh, in other words, these two titles generated more revenue than the entire year of Game Pass off these two titles, right? One, sure. I, th I think, what, 48 times 60? You're talking about 20, uh, 2.4 and 2.8, right? 2.8 billion. billion bill right. Billion. right. So together, it's like $4.8 billion, almost sure. close to five, okay? So $5 billion for, with these two games with the with the price point that they're they're getting from Nintendo, okay? It goes on to say the bottom line is that the subscription service seems to work as well as a value add-on proposition. Nintendo has shown that the Nintendo Switch Online, there are tens of millions of users that will pay the $60 plus for the game and cheap, mediocre online service. Taking it to the next level, Game Pass requires not only significantly more uh, uh, expenditures, but requires giving up a large establishment of revenue stream. Right? So this is what I've always been saying about Game Pass, right? I've never argued that it's not a good value for the consumer. I said long-term, this is bad for the industry, and it's not sustainable because what they're doing as far as their business model, right? Because you can't give out $70 games when they first come out, where if you look at the first-party title games for, for Mario Kart and Animal Crossing, they weren't on a streaming service. People paid full price for those. They made 48 and 40 million copies sold for those games. And then if they wanted to put them on a streaming service afterwards, they would make extra money on top of that. But they're making a service to add DLC to those games, okay? on top of the game they already sold, where Xbox is just giving it out. They're like, here, first-party title, here you go. 
Like Starfield's not going to sell 40 million copies. I'm sorry, it's not. Well, not anymore. Okay. Redfall's not going to sell 40 million copies of, of the game. Okay. Hogwarts, Hogwarts will sell 40 million copies because they're not cutting their legs off by putting it on a streaming service, right? And this is why I like PlayStation's business model for PlayStation Plus better than Game Pass because here's the next story. I'll get your input real fast, Sarge, on this. But God of War sold 11 million units in three months. That's on one system. Well, one one brand. It's on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation, PlayStation 5, okay? But they sold 11 million units in three months. If they had it on PlayStation Plus Premium, do you think they would sell 11 million copies? No. So what do you think of this uh, article from the DFC? Well, I, I I'm probably gonna write write the name down, look them up. If they're if they are keeping track of uh, the numbers for what's going on in the gaming industry, I'd be I'd be interested in knowing if they've been keeping track the last few years about what Game Pass actually brings in as far as for the developers, like what what what's their cut if they have those deals on record or if they have, you know what I mean? Right. Like so you get a better understanding. Um, I I I do think that even though we've discussed this multiple times on how we believe game pass is if if microsoft's if microsoft's push for this trying to turn game pass into the new netflix and it doesn't work out if you think about it they they can pivot immediately and just make game pass this thing that people can have to play video games and still sell the games and not put everything on game pass you know what i mean right like it's it's only ten dollars Right, it's only ten bucks a month. I've seen people spend more money on stupider stuff for ten bucks a month just because you're not getting a first party title on Game Pass. Doesn't mean you wouldn't get Game Pass. We already know this because they had the games on there before the first party titles came up, and they were paying ten bucks for Game Pass. You know what I mean? Like Game Pass originally was the spot for indies to get noticed on console, and then you would buy their game. Right, that's the whole point. I thought originally. But this whole push for trying to get everyone on board and and push it so where you don't even have to get an Xbox anymore, everything is just streaming, period. Right. Right. Just to say, if that doesn't work, then they just go back and copy the Nintendo model. Right. It would be no skin off their back. They just have the money where they can make the attempt. Right. They're pushing hard. They're trying to make the attempt to see what happens. <clears throat> I don't I don't I don't blame them. But we've already discussed it. I don't think what they're trying to do is sustainable. I don't think you could put all these games on Game Pass. Yeah, because the more you the more you get, you're gonna have to raise the price, right? And then once you raise the price, you're gonna come across the thing that's happening now, where like right now I share my Game Pass with my son, right? I don't have a family plan. I have two I have two Xboxes and I share my Game Pass with my son. So he can download whatever he wants, download it to the Xbox and and, and vice versa. So here's the next story, Sarge. Netflix, okay, Netflix unveils their plans to prevent password sharing, okay? So here's here's what they're doing. So as report of, of by what's, – what's that, Sarge? No, um, clear my throat, sorry. J-Hack's uh, streaming service has uh, detailed uh, the aims to crack down the online accounts that's sharing the update. The information varies between countries, but it looks like the company will be paying – careful attention to devices used at login and accounts from now on. Okay. The UK subscribers currently highlighted the devices may require verification if only not associated with the Netflix household, or if your attempt to access the account outside of the subscriber's primary location for the extended period of time. 
Now, the frequently asked page is also the country of Netflix is testing extra membership fees for almost share uh, for sharing have tweaked the, the rules. Now, the Costa Rica Help Center states that the device must connect to Wi-Fi at a primary location and watch something on Netflix at least once every 31 days. Now, the company will use information such as IP addresses, device IDs and account activity and determine whether the device signed into the account is connected to the primary location. A device may be blocked from watching Netflix if it's deemed to fall outside of the household. As further set on the guidelines, if you're, if you're a primary account owner, you find yourself traveling between locations, you can request a temporary code to access the Netflix for seven consecutive days. Alternatively, you can also update your primary location if that has changed. Now, I don't need to read the rest of it, okay? This is stupid, okay? And here's why it's stupid, okay? I... I'm a person that has paid for Netflix. I have not shared my password. My, I literally bought my parents, our parents, their own, so they didn't have to share, right? I gave that to them instead of sharing with them. I was like, here, here's a year's worth of Netflix. There you go, okay? Netflix is trying to get more, right? They keep raising the price, but no one's getting Netflix because they're sharing the passwords, Okay. And this is the exact same thing I'm seeing that's going to happen to Game Pass a couple of years down the road, right? They're going to raise the price. People are not going to want to buy Game Pass because they don't think the value, even though it's a great value, they might go to $25 or $30 sometime down the road. And people are like, that's expensive, 30 bucks a month for, for that. And they're like, eh. And they're going to start sharing passwords or doing whatever else. I know they're coming out with a family plan. But Netflix, I'm a paying customer. And now this is a hoop that I have to jump through. Every single month now, it's like a it's like a goddamn uh, check-in game for, for for video games now, right? I gotta pick up my cell phone, my iPhone, and then I gotta log into Netflix and watch something so they don't take my as an account that's not paying for it. Then I gotta go to my iPad, then I gotta go to my computer, and then I gotta go log into my wife's iPad, gotta go log into my wife's iPhone, then I gotta go. Like get yeah. out of here. Yeah, I don't okay. think that's gonna. I don't think that's what it's gonna be. Though. That's can't, exactly can't. what it is. They just said oh, for each device you have to yeah, log you, in every thirty-one days. No, they don't mean it like that. Though, that's exactly they? what it says. Well, that sounds ridiculous. Okay, so you know that's what's sounds... gonna happen? I'm not getting Netflix anymore. They've lost me as a customer because if I have to jump through hoops because somebody else is, I'm a paying customer. I'm not sharing my password. But now, as I'm a good customer, now I have to jump through the loop, the hoops. Because the people that are sharing passwords, now I have to, so they lose me as a customer. I don't know about anybody else, but they lose me as a customer because I'm not logging in every single month, putting a, on my phone a reminder, you got to log into Netflix. Got to log into Netflix. All right, well, people. But, but can't you just put everything on? These are my devices. This is what's on. And we move on. Yeah, but it, it, it counts it. It looks at it. So when I used to travel, this would be a pain in my ass. Okay. When I used to have to go to different states all the time. And I, I, I'm watching Netflix in the airplane or in Chicago or in California or New York. I would have to log in every single time. Like, fuck you. I'm done. I'm not even. <laughs> right. You're talking about the, the people, us, that don't like two browsers on your computer to, to move over to click on a different browser. They don't want Steam and Epic on the same on the same screen because it's too much of a hassle to go log in and do a different thing by moving your mouse like this. This is all you got to do. <laughs> right. You want me to log in on all my devices every single every single month? Get out of here. Well, maybe people will just start using the same device for everything, and then they don't have to worry about it. You don't have to log on for everything. You just log on for the ones you keep using. <laughs> I, 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 
what I want to see though, are, are, are they going to call this, this the Netflix apocalypse? This they, is going to, yeah. They, they, they're going to kill their own 100 million subscribers. They, like, they, I don't they know. potentially could lose 100 million subscribers. Just sounds weird. That's, man. that's bankruptcy. I don't know if it's bankruptcy. But they, <laughs> listen, they were they, listen. They were doing fine when they were just mailing discs to people, right? They were doing fine, bro. They businesses was up. They just kept sending discs to people. Everything was great. There's still now, you could still get discs. I, I know. But what I'm saying, I, but, but what I'm saying is, if they put themselves in this this I guess entertainment cul-de-sac where they have to pay all these people to make these these first party programs for their for their streaming service and they can't keep up with it. Then same thing I just said before about, about Game Pass and Microsoft. Like just scale back and we start mailing discs to people. You can just get the movies and that's it. Right. Like I don't I don't I don't understand why they, they put themselves in the hole to try to make the money that you were making anyway. Like we were making money. We were, we did good. We were we were growing. We got me money. But now we have to have all the money. We have to make 27 shows. We gotta raise the price to 50 bucks a month. We're the new cable company now. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand why, right? Your stock was up. Everyone was doing well. The company was growing. And now you, you put yourself in this position where I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of a hundred million subscribers because they're sharing passwords. Yes. Yeah, so, Mantis, you're not wrong, right? Think about logging in on a device that, that don't have saved your email or password, right? Think about that. I have three televisions in my house. I have, Three. We have we have uh, five devices. Like my son's got an iPad that he uses Disney Plus or Netflix on for kids, right? We have uh, we have our my iPad, my wife's iPad, my son's iPad. I have my phone, his phone, or his uh, his little iPod, like iPod Touch, and I have her phone. Then we have a TV. I have my computer. She's got a laptop. We got another computer. And every month I have to go, oh, well, I'm logging into this one because if I don't, they're going to cancel my account because they think I'm stealing it. Like, get out of here. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. You're, you're punishing the people. The, no, what no, what happened was is they plateaued. Right. right. This is why this right. is why they're doing That's it. That's exactly pla- right. They, they have plateaued, right? And what's the rule for companies, bro? Forever growth. It has to be growing. Otherwise, we're dying. Right. 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 You, if the line isn't doing this forever. And by the way, forever. Right. It's got to do this forever. Forever. It right. can never dip. Right. It can never dip. Right. So... By that token, they're going to risk 100 million subscribers to try to basically double it, right? That's what it's basically they're putting the money on red or black, right? Right. This is this is what they're doing because they believe that people are sharing. Like, and let's be honest, you're sharing with at least one other person, right? That's what they figure, right? Sure. You're sharing with at least one other person, so they figure this is this is a good attempt that if we if we do this and we stop everybody from sharing, that the ones who really want it will get it, and the ones who already have it aren't going to quit, right? But this is the gamble, right? Well, good luck to them. <laughs> well, 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 2023, the the death of Netflix, <laughs> because they're, they're going to turn around and go, wait a minute. Not only did we lose 100 million people, but we also lost extra people that were subscribers that are just, I don't want to log into five, 15 devices every month. I don't. I don't want to log. Right I, now, I, I, all I, my I passwords think... are saved. I can just log in and, and, and go, right? I think... <laughs> I think it's I think it's a little funny that Netflix killed Blockbuster and then Netflix commits suicide. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 almost like a it's almost like a ritual suicide the, for the entertainment the suppuc- company. They're suppuc- suppuc- themselves, yeah. right? Like like Netflix was was the reason why Blockbuster went away, 
and now Blockbuster or Netflix got so big and crazy that they killed they killed themselves. So it's we it's it's very strange, very strange. All right, well, very. from from that story, we go to the next story, which is breaking news: Meta won their court approval to buy the virtual reality startup within Alt Unlimited, uh, defeating the effort to block the deal by the U.S. Federal Trade Commission. Now, why is this a big deal, Sarge? Right, this is a big deal for Microsoft because um, the FTC was going after Meta because Meta was buying the top tier, uh, the the VR company. Okay, obviously they are part of the VR company, and they bought the number one VR company to 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 eat up, right? Because you, you got to do this, you got to you got to always go up, right? And the FTC was like, no, you can't, you can't do this. And they did. They lost. And now Meta is going to take control of the number one uh, VR company, and they're going to merge inside of Facebook. So the FTC because they're still pushing because they're still pushing Meta could still pushing could, couldn't stop this from happening. And then we go over to Microsoft, right? This is the exact same scenario. They're trying to stop Microsoft because they think they're going to have an unfair advantage in the industry if they purchase these the uh, Activision Blizzard, right? Because they have, what, 32% of the market or whatever it is for, for certain things. So here we are. So now if the FTC loses this and then they lose Microsoft, the FTC is going to have a lot of problems on their hand. They're spending a lot of money. No, they don't care. They're trying FTC's, to spend a lot of money. The FTC is funded by you. So they, got, they have well, plenty of, of money. Don't, don't worry about right. it. So the the this is i think a big win microsoft saw this article and was like <laughs> it's going through baby right because that's yeah. that's what's going to happen it's it's going to go through I, they're just I, trying to prolong it as much as possible listen i the i don't think that the government entities understand fully uh big tech in, 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 in like really well like they don't understand it all they know is like big tech companies keep getting bigger and they're buying these other companies for strategic gains because like Meta wants to do this fully integrated VR stuff. So they want the best, they want the best VR guys that, uh, that they have. So they want to buy them. It makes sense. Right. But like the government entities look at it and go, Oh my God, the, the big tech guys are starting to buy up all these things. We have to make sure we put, we put roadblocks in front. And like, this is not new, right? The only thing that's changed over the last decade is there's more big tech, right? Right. There's more big tech companies. Right. And so now it's like the goalie trying to block all these pucks. After a while, they're getting to get by. Right. You, we're, we're at the point now where we have to we have to analyze what we're actually trying to do. Right. And a story that you didn't bring up, and I think you need to, everyone needs to look up on is the uh, the AI, the G it was a GRT, the GPT, whatever that whatever the hell Chat that is. GBT. That, yeah. Right. The, the AI. I sent you a video before the show starts. You need to watch it. It's actually terrifying. Like what they're trying to accomplish with the AI is terrifying. Oh yeah. Like it's stage one of Skynet. Oh, yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying that to be to be a joke. Like it's legit stage one of Skynet. Like I and I don't understand the 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 just you're you're just giving over what we are as humans over to this AI. So like it learns, they want it, like they want it to become sentient. And it's like, have you guys not understood what, what, what happens when that happens? Like you don't get it. Like they still think that you're going to control it. Like you're going to control it. Right. If you gave, if you gave AI the power to use the internet and know everything about us, <laughs> I, I, it's, I laugh because I'm terrified. I'm like, I don't understand what you guys are doing. Right. So this is the this is the small steps 
that government is trying to put roadblocks in front of big tech. Now, if if I, if I was if I was a government entity, I wouldn't be worrying about Facebook and VR helmets. Right. Okay. I, I I'd be worried about Boston Dynamics and their kung fu robot that <laughs> that, that, that that according to them is supposed to help and aid in construction. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, right. And and the and the dog that's supposed to help help uh, police find bombs and explosives in the military is like. You could just put a gun on top of the dog and the dog could just run around. Well, it would look exactly like the dog from Division 2, yeah. right? Exactly. It would look exactly <laughs> like that dog. Did you hear that they, the military, they were they were they have these robots that they're teaching, right? They're they're training the robots to detect you and they had a whole platoon try to sneak up on the robot so the robot would and they all succeeded sneaking up on it. But that's the whole point, right? Cuz if you one 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 did a somersault, one okay. was doing cartwheels. One person put themselves in a box and like snuck up on it. I didn't know what to do. Okay, yeah, and, didn't know, it didn't know what to do yet. Exactly. So now they taught it. If someone comes at you as a cartwheel or a somersault or a box comes over to you, they the the AI is now detecting learning. all of that right. all of that You're stuff. Learning. Yes, yes, yes. So. Uh, real quick, Krebsy, uh, the meta acquisition isn't equal or have the same impacts as uh, uh, Activision Blizzard acquisition has. The Activision Blizzard isn't about a monopoly. It's about keeping the market safe. That's yep. exactly what the thing was for Facebook for yep. the VR thing. It's to keep the market safe because they don't want them taking that and then having an unfair advantage inside the market. It. Right, because This nobody is else exactly is why they're bringing up with Activision Blizzard. They'll have an unfair fair advantage in the market because they're just purchasing the big chunk of it and then putting it in it has everything to do with the microsoft activision blizzard deal because it's the exact same thing company buys up big company and makes themselves bigger in that in that field and that's exactly what microsoft is doing microsoft is buying a company in the bigger company to make them have an advantage inside that advantage so don't say it's not has anything or not equal sure it's not equal because vr is not where where video games is right now but if meta buys this company and now they have an advantage for 20 years and then vr becomes the next thing who do you think has the advantage this is why the ftc was trying to stop them from doing what they're doing this is why the ftc is trying to stop activision or activision blizzard and microsoft deal has everything to do with it. it's the exact same thing i i, I gotta get back to the boston dynamics robot right at first i thought it was fake right and then i did more research and it was real okay when I look at that robot, okay, I literally look at that robot and picture it with rocket launchers on its shoulders and a big ass laser pistol in its in its hands, like straight out out of Terminator, like like legit. I look at that and I see the Terminator. I right. look at it, I see it, right? Not the liquefied one. Let's not get too crazy, but like <laughs> like the T eight hundred time, Sarge. Right Good time. Like they 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 hit it with chairs. They hit it with with boulders. They fired stuff. Like it doesn't go down. You're not going to knock it over. Well, which way? I, I didn't see the video you sent me. There's a video that people did CGI that it looks like a robot, but it's CGI. Yeah, I don't know if you're looking yeah. at the actual robot because there no, are no. there's real and then there's uh, the fake ones. So, I, I, so are you looking at the have... guys that were pushing it with the stick and smacking it with the thing? No, that that was the fake one. Oh, okay, I, right. I, did, I, I just did, want to make sure because I, I haven't seen I the video. Did, I haven't seen. The video. I did more research. I did more research. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Well, I, when I when I look at that robot, I see a robot fully armed. Right. That's what I see. I like mean, how, why? Well, first of all, I know I might be sounding crazy, but why wouldn't you? 
But right? of course how much you money? How much money can be made if I well, sell look, all these robots it, to, to these other countries? Right, for, or for the military, just right. purpose of the military. Right, exactly. Right, and then some kid in a in a bedroom that's a good hacker yeah. can just take control right. of them. So everyone, uh, the story came out today. It might have came out yesterday, but the, I caught it today. But the new sixth generation fighter came out. You right. guys have to look at it. You I, guys have to I look at. You guys have to look up our new, our new, our new fighter, the will, sixth generation I, I fighter. Won't, I won't look it up on on stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, There's something else I wanted to say based on the 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 Activision thing, and I can't think of it now. I can't think. Oh, it's here. Here's the thing, because you asked it, it. It lead to a monopoly. This is not Minority Report. You can't. You can't uh, negate something because you think it's going to be a monopoly. As of right now, them buying Activision Blizzard is not a monopoly. No. Okay. And neither and neither is buying that that VR headset. There's Correct. A lot of company, there are a lot of companies making VR right. headsets. And the people that are trying to stop it have to do everything in their power to show enough evidence to stop the deal from going through. Right. And Microsoft just has to prove that it's not that. Okay. So that's what's the, that's what it is. It's not a monopoly, and you can't minority report this to be like, well, it's gonna be a monopoly because look. They could do something stupid like Netflix, okay? And Netflix could just go belly up, and they're the leaders of the of the industry right now of of streaming services for for video and entertainment, right? And they they're basically suppocating themselves. So you can't say it's a now. If Netflix decided to buy up uh, Amazon Prime's uh, video, then that would be like a monopoly because they're the two largest two largest things, right? Yeah, but even but Travis, even if let's 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 go along with your thought process. Let's say that it it, it happened to be a monopoly. Once it becomes a monopoly and it's recognized as a monopoly, the antitrust laws go into effect and they would break it up. Uh, you might be too young to know, but that's what happened with uh, Ma Bell. Uh, right. They got broken up into different phone companies. That's what happened to the cable companies because in the very beginning, it was only one cable company and they were going across the country. And so what, once it reaches that point, the antitrust laws take effect and they go and they break up the companies. The, so it's possible. Yes, well, it is possible to get monopolies. The Absolutely. only way, in my opinion, the Microsoft deal does not go through with Activision Blizzard is because of what just happened with Meta. FTC can try to make rules to change before the sale goes through to stop things from happening like they just did. Right. Use them as an example going, look. Facebook, or I'm sorry, Meta just did this, and then they have an unfair advantage in the thing. And then they have to rewrite the rules, just like Sarge just said about Ma Bell and stuff like that. And then they can change it. But I don't know, because the sale for Activision Blizzard is probably going to go through in like June, July time. Okay, so. I mean, look, here's here's a better example, right? Like cell phone companies. How many we got left? Oh, I, right? I, I don't even know. Like, because Sprint, Sprint just whole, got bought there's out. A, there's a whole bunch of no, new ones, though, though. No, no. Sprint just got bought out by T-Mobile, right? Oh, so really, right. How, how how many how many big boys are left? Sure, there's stuff like Cricket Mobile or the Walmart we, phone. No, I think Cricket we, Mobile's but, bought but, out by one of the guys, too. But but we all know that we, we, we all know that they're not really pulling in the big numbers. Right. All right. Well, who's running Cricket? What's his name? The, the actor? No. Ryan Reynolds. No, Ryan that's Reynolds. Mint. That's Mint. Oh, Mint Mobile. Sorry, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Then there's Cricket. Like there's a lot of the small companies, but the big ones is very few left. So right. we're close. We're almost close to monopolizing on the cell phone market again. So no. I guarantee you something will kick in. Cr Cricket Mobile is owned by AT and T. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. it's just a. It's another company to make you feel better. Feel like it's you're not a, exactly. It's not right. a. It's not AT and T. I don't like AT and T. Fuck AT and T. Yeah. I'm going to I'll Cricket. Get, 
I'll go to Cricket. Yeah. Why did I yeah. get a bill in the mail from AT and T? I'm 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 confused. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's exactly yep. what's happening. All right. This next thing I want to show you. I, I'm not going to do any sound. One person created this in the Unreal Engine Five. Maybe maybe this is what Halo will look like, Sarge. I don't know. Right. Maybe this is what Halo might look like. All this right, is looking. a game. Uh, uh, basically, they they made a Mando open world game just as an experiment to show what it could look like. Are you ready for this? Here you go. You made a you made a Mando open world game as an experiment. Yeah, just a, just a short little little thing. Look at look at the graphics on this. Here you go. Okay, there you go. There's Mando with the shiny shiny armor. Okay, he's in he's in Mos Eisley mm-hmm. on Tatooine. You see the Millennium Falcon. The Millennium Falcon's really gigantic compared to that Star Destroyer up there. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> There's there's the Razor Quest, okay. Pretty good. The cape the cape and stuff is a little stiff, but not bad for for a person that did it by himself. It's not stiff. It's a little stiff. It's, a little it's stiff. you're such a prima donna. It looks good. Leave <laughs> the saying, kid alone. I'm not, I'm not taking anything down. I'm just saying it looks a little stiff. That's all I'm saying. You, you sure this is not just Battlefront Two? This is not Battlefront Two. Yeah, because Battlefront Two is not using the uh, the Unreal Engine. Well, I have to say he at least is running like a man. Right, and then he takes off, and then look at that city behind him. Right, takes the city. That's a little village. It wasn't really Mos Eisley, but and look, it goes right into the the city with ships flying around. Pretty cool, pretty cool. So basically, look how big the Millennium Falcon is. It's it's like two times the size of the Star Destroyer. That's but, because he he likes the Millennium Falcon, right? And it That's goes obvious. off. It goes off into space, and then you you can see like you would like No Man's Sky it, right? Unlike Starfield, you, you'll be able to fly from planet to planet. Okay. I love this. I yeah. love what's, what he's doing here. Right? Pretty pretty awesome. Pretty amazing. Okay. And he flies into the other the other planet. Right? Now, now, how is this, Sarge? That one guy, obviously it's a transition messed up there. Sure, but, sure, sure. I got it. But how is it that one person could put this together? And yet we have teams of people that can't do shit without with what they got in front of them. How how is this possible? It looks gorgeous. It, it looks great for what it is. Look at look at the photorealism. Right? And it almost loves it almost does look like. But think about this, the the uh, what it would cost. Like see, he doesn't have any of the obviously it's one guy. I know this. I'm just saying like the 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 foliage is not interacting with him. But oh, look at the ad at in the background. It looks phenomenal, man. Looks phenomenal, and I want an open world game like this, like today. Give this, give this guy, give this guy five years in the team. What would happen? Right, that's what I'm saying. Right. That's what I'm saying. Well, well, this is my point. We all know that it can be done, right? Because we used to look at stuff like this all the time, right? And we ended up with a game that looked just like it. Like that's the way it used to work. You used to see an idea, and then five years down the road, the idea would come to true. Now we're not there anymore. All of a sudden. Every idea that we've ever seen is either being copy pasted or canceled. Right. So it's it's a little strange. Right. <clears throat> I, I I hope he gets a job. I hope he gets a job soon. Well, you could do probably a Kickstarter, and you would you would see what's happening there. No, no. I mean, like, I hope a studio picks him up. Oh, I like, got I hope you. somebody. I hope somebody picks him up. He's talented. All right. Two two quick stories, and then one more one more little longer one, and then we'll take questions. All right. So EA. EA uh, is adding loot box systems into the latest skate beta. Okay. 
Now, playtesters, you have been playing the latest uh, playtest of Skate, have shared some information on the Inside Gaming controversial loot box system. Now, they've leaked that the, the data mines of this from the summer of 2022, originally called Swag Bags. The loot box feature was meant with harsh criticism from fans, but it was also far as they can tell, it might not be as bad as we first feared. Okay, so currently on the way to unlock the loot boxes, Skate is by using your currency called Stars, which is also unlocked the the, the compelling challenge, completing challenges and harder the challenges for more stars you obtain. So previous data has suggested that you could also be able to use another in-game currency called Tabs or Taps, which exchange for stars, which is also needed for such options to be available. So they're adding these loot boxes in, Sarge. EA hasn't learned their lesson. They're like, how can we implement these loot boxes again, but not for real money? But for fake money inside the currency, you can earn, but there's also real money that you can pay for to auction or get this again. <laughs> they, they, they don't want to learn their lesson, right? They don't want to learn their lesson. Uh, if you got nothing to say on it, I'll, I'll move to the next one. Nope. Nope. All right. Next one nope. is Back for Blood. Back for Blood ends development. Turtle Rock working on new game. Okay. So Turtle Rock Studios is the people that. Uh, Originally made the Left 4 Dead series. Then they came yeah. into Turtle Rock, and then they now made uh, Evolve. They made all those type of games, and now they made Back yeah. for Blood. Back for Blood's been out since October of 2021. Uh, they've they've added DLC to it and expansion packs to it. Uh, you know, new, Have they added DLC? They've added, I think, three or four, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right? I, I think it's about four. Uh, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Maybe it's, it's, only, like if they, maybe it's only been it, two. It, if they actually added something to the game, I don't even know about it. Yeah, they, they've added a couple things to the game. Uh, yeah, since the third expansion of Back for Blood, River of Blood released about two months ago. So there's three three expansions they've gotten, three, three okay. DLCs. Uh, the decision to, re in, to, to cease making content possibly came sooner after development finished. Turtle Rock Studios reinsures fans, and it's not to say goodbye, but stating that Back for Blood will still be playable before re uh, referencing that the availability for PlayStation Plus Extra premium and also a game pass the update concludes with the studio saying that it will also be quite over the short term uh, but promises that, that they'll be back for bigger and better things with their next game so uh yeah i mean obviously the, the important question is is did it do well i don't think it did I and mean, i think that's why they're moving on to the next game like why why well you, you can't say that because anytime you release a game then you release a dlcs and you see how it goes then you move on the game ends that's how it's supposed to be well what i'm saying is did the game do well enough what what for them to go on to the next project well, that's it what all i'm depends saying on how much game pass paid them to be on their system right you see what i'm saying right. so they they came out in october 2021 it's been out for a year and four months okay maybe they got a good chunk of change up front maybe they made the extra money on the dlcs i'm not sure chat are the the DLCs uh are they free? Are they paid expansions? I would assume because it's on Game Pass, it would be paid expansions. Right? I would assume because that's usually the Game Pass mo uh you know motto. Uh but don't quote me on that. But yeah, so they're they're done they're done uh, putting stuff out. Maybe maybe they thought they were going to put more out, but they're like, "You know what? It's just not worth it. We made our money from Microsoft. We made our money from the DLCs that we put out." And now it just sits on there and we still make money. They still make money off of it, right? As far as people will buy the DLCs, they're just not expanding. Other people might find it, right? You know, keeps going. Not as much as it was when it first came out, but they still get some uh, some cost to it. Uh, let's see. The last story I want to talk about is the Hogwarts Legacy confirms early access release time. Okay. This is actually pretty 
good or bad, all depending on what system you're on and, and whatnot. So it's a full release, okay, at midnight on wherever you are in the world. So if you're in New Zealand, midnight on Tuesday for you is literally six, like it's like six a.m. Uh, East Coast time, right? So they get it 18 hours earlier, basically, because that's where they are in the world. Okay. If you're in the Pacific Coast, right, West Coast, it all happens in the U.S. at the exact same time. So midnight, East Coast, but Central, it's 11, Mountain, it's not, or 10, and then uh, West Coast, it's 9 o'clock, okay? Console players can already pre-download this right now, okay? Make sure it's up to date, because when it comes out, and you can start playing at the strike of midnight, okay? Unless you're on Xbox, and you could be like me, Sarge, and get a plane ticket and go to New Zealand, okay? And you could play at 6 a.m. on Monday instead of midnight on Monday slash Tuesday, okay? Which you get 18 hours early access on it. Uh, Only if you fly to New Zealand, if you if you get what I'm saying, okay? So if you, okay. Only, if you only fly to New Zealand, then you can get early 18 hours access early. PC players that have the the uh, uh, deluxe edition yeah. cannot download the game right now. They can't preload the game right now. They can start downloading the game at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on the day it comes out, which is 13 what? hours after midnight. Okay, so if you're on PC, you're shit out of luck. You don't get to play it at midnight on, on that day. You get to play it at 1 yeah. o'clock in the afternoon, but you have to download it. It's 79 gigs. You're gonna have to download on the day one patch or whatever it is. So, okay. so that's what happened with the PC players, right? Why now. is this so convoluted? I don't know. I don't know why they do this. It should be just a one chunk. Release it. Just mm. be done. Okay. Especially since it's not an online game. Okay. It's a single player game. They should just <laughs> let everyone just get the goddamn thing at the same time. But you it, know, it, whatever. It, I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get why it has to be so convoluted. So. Other kind of stuff that's happened today with Hogwarts Legacy is that somebody went to the Reddit forums and said that they were a son of one of the developers, okay? And they said they got the okay, okay? And they they they, they did some proof that they had the okay from WB, from the developers, to answer some questions, okay? Okay, yeah. Well, since then, someone made a video of it, and I don't yeah. know if his videos get taken down yet, but... The actual Reddit posts are gone, like deleted. Okay, because WB okay. WB is like, yeah, no. And it actually, I have to be honest. He didn't actually spoil anything. He was asking, just you know, answering people's simple questions that we pretty much knew all the answers to. Anyway, but WC said no. But WB was like, eh, done. And then someone else came out and said that they had an early copy and they were allowed it, and they got they got nicked as well. Okay, so WB, okay. This is all weird because the embargo lifts on Monday, okay, just one day before the release of the game. Okay. Okay. Well, if you're in New Zealand, the game will be out before the actual reviews come out. Okay. Okay. And if you're on Xbox and everyone flies to New Zealand, okay, the majority of the player base will be playing the game before, like even like 18 hours earlier that the game is supposed to be out because that's the right. embargo lifts and that's when people can talk about it. So the right. embargo of the people that signed the actual embargo to not be able to talk about the game 
people in New Zealand will be able to play the game and start talking about the game before the actual people that had the time to play the game and put something together before they so, can release it because they so signed 13 a hours. So 13 hours ahead. Potentially, basically. I don't know when it drops on Monday, but technically they, they can have like a five-hour lead time Got into it. the actual, before the actual embargoes lift. Right? Got it. So this is going to be really confusing. And, and, and basically... <sighs> The people that had early access that made their videos ahead of time and wrote their articles ahead of time and did all this stuff is negated because some guy <laughs> in some place <laughs> is just going to be able to start the game and go, hey, hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. This is all really cool. You know, obviously they'll have more time playing the game and whatnot. Sure. But right now there's there's people that already got the game. They're already playing it. They're already telling you about the, the same. So if you don't want to know anything about it, we're not saying anything here, but just be careful all on the Internet. Or, all right. Um, yeah. Spoiler: Harry Potter is a wizard. Yeah. Um. So there's there was one more thing I wanted to bring up about it. Oh, the map because uh because uh, Krebsy just put the map appears to be really big, like really big, and you can like zoom in and zoom out on it and stuff. But it looks large. And here's the here's the the the, the what people are feeling right now, right? Because if this was any other game right now, not. Not Hogwarts. It's it's different because the IP, right? I, I think that's why it is. But if this is any other game that wasn't letting you talk about the game ahead of time, okay, and the embargo lifts one day before the actual game comes out, like early, technically three days early, right? Because if you pre-order, you get it three days early, and the embargo lifts technically four days before the actual game comes out on the tenth, right? It comes out on the sixth, so technically. It is coming out four days before the actual launch of the game. But if you have it early, you get it one, basically the embargo lifts one day before the launch. Okay. So people are like, is this bad news? Is, is this mean the game is going to be bad? They're hiding something. And I honestly think they're not hiding anything. I think the reason that they, they are, technically it is four days before the actual release of the game. Okay. And I think, I don't think they're hiding. I think because of what the brand of the Hogwarts and Harry Potter, the IP, I think they just don't want to ruin what the story is. Now, I know it sounds like far-fetched or not, but I really truly believe that's why they're they're cutting people down left and right. Okay, first of all, even if, there, even if there was, right, you don't have to buy the game day one. If you're really concerned that something's wrong with the game, you could just wait. Sure. You don't need to get sure. you don't need to get a day one. So I don't believe that for a moment. I just think they're trying to keep control of the fact of people spoiling the game. Right, the game's gonna come out regardless. It's coming out. Right. You're not you're not stopping anything, right? You're not gonna stop sales in, in, in a 13 hour period. Right. You're basically gonna let people talk about your game, which is what you want to do anyway. You want people talking about your game. Here, real fast. I'm I'm trying to bring up my uh on my page. We're we're running a little a little uh community uh poll here. Now we only have a hundred and fifteen. If you haven't voted yet on the community, right? hundred and fifteen people. Now I, I asked, I asked the question, I said we're just five days away, and I would like to know, did you pre-order Hogwarts Legacy? Are you buying Hogwarts Legacy on day one? Are you picking it up at a later or any time after, you know, because you're interested in it? Or are you not interested in it at all? Okay, so we have 115 people that voted. We have 53% pre-ordered. 53% pre-ordered. 7% are buying it day one when it comes out, okay? And I think that, that number is they're actually going to buy it earlier because as soon as they see the... The stuff come out on the seventh to watch people play. They're they're gonna buy it. Buying later, right, means these people could potentially buy it day one, or they could pre-order it after they watch it on the seventh, right? Because the eighth and ninth, tenth, whatever. Twenty-eight percent 
right? So we have a total of 86% of 115 people that are buying this game within the first, basically the first week, okay? And and 12% not getting it at all because they're just not interested in it, right? I obviously know this is a small little chunk of my little world on YouTube, okay? But I think this game is going to destroy the pre-sales of, of Cyberpunk. I think it's going to destroy Grand Theft Auto. I think it's going to sell 8.5, 10 million copies. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're happy about it. But I'm not happy. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad. No, I'm glad you're happy and you're enthused that they're going to, they might beat the pre-order sales, but I don't think the Harry Potter crowd is coming out day one to blow out pre-order sales. Oh, I, I think it's, I, I'm going to say that We're the pre-order see. sales are actually going to blow out the, the, the Cyberpunk and Grand Theft Auto. We're, we're going to see. I, I think it'll definitely sell 10 million copies faster than Pokemon, uh, I, Scarlet, I, and Violet, whatever. I love I love to be proven wrong. I'm completely okay with it. I just I'm saying I don't think that number's gonna be that big. Uh, look, I know people that are buying this game just in spite of the people that told you to boycott the game. Okay, I, I know at least 15 people that are buying this game that don't have any interest in this game. <laughs> they just bought it because they want to be, you know. Uh, giving the finger to the people that was like, don't play this game. So, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting interesting overall uh, what's happening with Hogwarts Legacy. We're, we're in the final stretch here. It does look phenomenal as far as all the footage I've seen. I've seen, looked, I, I've seen the leaked footage of people playing, and it does look good, man. And the little glitches that are happening, they say there's a voice uh, desync that's happening, which we've seen in the, in the actual trailers of, of people. They say they've already fixed it in day one patch. They say that the uh, that the running of it is fantastic, and and here's my thing, Sarge. I think this is going to absolutely run like crap on PlayStation Four and Xbox Ones, and I think that right now everyone's going to love this game, but then when the PlayStation Four and Xbox the, Ones get the, it, the, the crying starts. It's going to be cyberpunk all over again when it comes yeah. out to those systems. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see. All right, we're going to go to questions. If you guys have questions, you should have submitted them already. If not, we're going to end the show. So it looks like Krebsy is the only one that submitted questions so far. <clears throat> That's fine. He has a lot of coffee. Now, there was a question by Ric Flair. Woo! Earlier in the show about Destiny. But I, yep. I don't. I can't scroll up that far <clears throat> to see it. Um, so I don't know if you still have that and you want to submit it. It was something about Destiny. When do we stop playing or something along the lines of that? Or why do we stop playing? But I, I forget the actual question. Uh, Krebsy says, he says, would you agree with me in thinking that Halo going to Unreal won't fix anything unless they drop uh, drop thing like 18 contract workers and get better leaders or other things that you might be uh, worried about? Yeah, I think, I think you're going to have to... I don't think the problem is the engine. I think the problem is the management and the way they're making the game, right? The 18-month contract workers is a massive problem. The upper management that doesn't know what the hell they're doing or not communicating or whatever is the problem. I don't care if you're working with Unreal Engine or if you're working with Slipspace. If you have bad management and you have bad, bad, you know, just people working in your company, it doesn't matter what you, you make it, right? That's my opinion. What do you think, Sarge? I mean... The, the way the way that they handled Halo and the way that they handle games in general, it's all about cutting corners to save money so the bottom line looks better at the end for the shareholders. A lot of the the 
the reason for the contract workers is because they don't have to pay them insurance. They don't have to pay them full-time wages. They can do a bunch of contractors that work part-time. They come in for 30 hours a week. They're just, it's just ways of saving money. But the problem is, is if you have contractors who you're paying and they learn the engine really well, and then once their contract is up at the end of 18 months, all that knowledge and skill goes with them. Right. And you don't retain any of that. You don't retain any of that good skilled worker. So it, it, the gaming industry as a whole is suffering because of this, because of the way things are being done. I mean, if you're not paying attention, just pay attention the last couple of years. Look at what companies survive. Look, look which ones fail. Look how many times the games are delayed, how many times they push, they cancel. Why, why are these companies reestablishing and making their own thing? Like everybody you knew that made a badass game in your adolescence has now quit the job that they worked at for 20 years and is starting over. Imagine that. Imagine that you're starting over. You had a nice cushy job. You're making good money. And you said, these guys are out of their minds. Yeah. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I Look, I, I'm a person that I was contract worker for 20 years. I, I worked in the film industry. Yeah, I was camera operator. I was constantly on contract. I was never part of Universal Studios or Disney. I, my whole job was contract workers. That's just the way the business is. I, I understand what they're doing, but in that particular thing, a movie takes six weeks, six months. I'm there for the entire time unless I have another gig and then someone else comes in for me, right? And and These, that has game issues. Takes game, three to five years. Right, game takes three to five years. So the contract worker should, you would hope, would have a contract for at least three years or whatever with a, for the, with, for the bowl. With an option to stay. Right? Yeah. An option to stay. Yes. Yes. Right. So, all right. Next question. Krebsy again says, do people know different sections exist in the discord? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, no, no, they don't. Krebsy. Uh, Krebsy. This drives Krebsy nuts. So wait, so wait, it's not just me. Yeah. Well, you so you can't make fun of me anymore. You don't know it's, how to it's use, the general public. Yeah, you don't know how to use discord. But people, Discord. they'll use general chat and then they'll put they'll post like trailers in the general and then they'll post nothing in the actual where it says put game trailers or they'll put uh, submit stories and then they start talking in the submitted story section. Uh, they're all over the place. So get it together. Get it together, chat. You got to You got to use the sections that I created for you so you can actually I don't mind it personally, but it, it is a little confusing when you start bringing up a content like you guys started talking about sports in general. And I made a sports general talk, so you go to sports so it doesn't get lost in the in the realm. Uh, next question from Krebsy says, so how much did you sleep during the action pack? Oh, we didn't talk about the day before. There's no reason to. Uh, it, there's no, here's there's the no synopsis. Yeah. It was so freaking boring. I, oh, I did fall asleep. I was in car line watching it, and I literally dozed off watching it. The first thing I noticed was the ass on the playable character. I was like, man, they gave her a booty, right? That that was it. That's what stuck out out of the whole thing. The ass on the animated character. I was like, this there's no HUD. It looked boring. The, the zombies attacked from 40 yards away. They just shot him and killed. I was like, okay, great. It looked like Daisy, like first early on stuff. It was absolute crap. And then afterwards, they showed a 30-second clip of a guy sitting in front of his computer playing the game. Fantastic! Would you did you see it, Sarge? Did you did you see it? No, <laughs> I stopped caring about this game. It's I don't so care. Stupid! It was so. Stupid. I don't. I I don't care. Honestly, this that th when this game comes out, I said in Discord, when that game launches, if it comes out on November tenth of this year, 
it's not it, that's alpha that's alpha and then you're gonna wait two to three years before that game is done it's alpha just letting you guys know don't play it don't do it skull and bones all over again next question gaming fire says would you want multiplayer in hogwarts legacy as a dlc expansion pass we, we kind of answered this um two weeks ago i said i think this game should be a live service game and it needs to add like a multiplayer like leave it single player but then add a multiplayer section where if i want to jump in like me and sarge want to play and he can he can see like, my like fable yeah like a fable right you can see my world i can see your room of redemption you know um um I'll let, you in, I'll, I'll let you into my secret clubhouse. Right. I'll let you into my secret clubhouse. Right, right. Like that type of stuff. Or they do a, uh, like a, a my, my brain is completely shot, chat. The the game, Jesus Christ, Quidditch, Quidditch. Quidditch, right? They make that a separate game mode for multiplayer. I think that would be a cool expansion to do. I, I haven't played the game yet, but I, by just looking at it, I kind of want them to just keep adding DLC to it. Instead of waiting for like Hogwarts Legacy two in like five years, what do you think, Sarge? Do you think that needs a DLC? If if the game is good, of course it needs a DLC, right? Of course it does, right? But the problem is, is if it becomes too big and it's a game that really sells well, then they're gonna have to keep kind of make a few DLCs, right? You know what I mean? Right, right. I yep. think the stuff that they dropped out of the game could be easily sold as DLC. <clears throat> sure, the extra map part. Quinnage part. I'm sure. telling you, Quinnage Rocket League, but with broomsticks. I'm telling you right now, that's that's a hit. You you, you sell Quinnage as Rocket League and you, you put it as a game mode. All right, the last question we got. Last question is Travis says, Do you think I think this is reviews? Uh, do you think when reviews bash on it, will the fans strike back? I'm assuming you're talking about Hogwarts legacy, correct? When the reviews come out, if they're if they're if they're bad in any way, shape, or form type of stuff. Will will fans strike back? Is that what you're asking? I mean, it, it works out either way. I mean, first of all, the conversation is uh, a review is basically an opinion. And I think that needs to change, that if you're going to actually review a game, there has to be a set standard of rules to follow review of, why, of, of why you're reviewing the game and what we're scoring it on. And then everyone reviews it the same way and you get a much better scoring for what it is, as opposed to someone who's just lighting fire to their head and screaming into the wind. Right. It's a review, a review. Listen, a review originally is supposed to be your opinion about the game or a movie. Right. But if you're really looking at if the game is good or not, like, do I want to buy this game? Now that I want to see the game, do I want to buy this game? I just think that a, there should be a set of standards that we are judging the game by. That's all. Well, and that way, that way we score correctly. It's funny that you say that, Sarge, because I watched the last preview of IGN and they talked about Hogwarts Legacy, and in their overview of it, they spent the last like minute and a half talking about the stupid things that have nothing to do with the game, and they're basing it off of that. Right? They were talking about the the J.K. Rowling, uh, what she said about stuff, and I was just like. That has irrelevant. nothing to do with the game. Nothing. Irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Irrelevant. So, all right. That's going to do it for us. Episode 342 is in the can. We do appreciate you very much for coming out and hanging out with us. Please make sure you hit that like button before you leave. There's There was like 40 of you in here. We only see 24 likes. How are you here this long and not hitting a button? Hit the like just button. It helps us out. Push the, just push the button. It takes, just, just push just, the button. Just, 
just say, hey, you guys did all right. Push the button. Or I don't like you. Push the button. Right, push the button. It, the dislike, like. Either, right, either either thumb. Yeah. We don't care, but as for long God's as they, sake. As long as they total push, the amount of people, I don't, I don't push, care. Push the button. So Generation X Game is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. We're live every single Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're off for the weekend. This is our, our, our flagship show that we do every single Thursday to end up the week of our, our, our stuff. Uh, I might stream friday some or friday like this week friday saturday late night around like 11 o'clock p.m doing some more of the um hi-fi rush and then come monday i'm flying to new zealand folks i'm flying to new zealand and we will be playing hogwarts legacy monday uh tuesday wednesday thursday we're gonna be diving in there and playing inside hogwarts legacy so i appreciate you very much for coming out and hanging out with us and i'll see you guys on the next one thanks for game on guys Oh god, I can't find the the end screen. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.